The following is another Klatskit Sports presentation. Kick APR Sports presents high school football. Loomis needs to keep their offense out there for a little while. Third down and one out of the I formation. Everybody sneak it up. They'll go to Otting Crandall, stretch him to the left side. Has room and up the middle of the field. Nobody there. It's 30, 20, all the way home. Jack Otting Crandall, his second touchdown of the ball game. Chalk it up for 60. Tonight, it's a Fort Carney Conference battle in Loomis as the Wolves welcome in the Pleasanton Bulldogs. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Class Kids Sports Club. And out of the shotgun, back to pass. Blitz, did he pick it up? It is picked off off the shoestrings. That's going to be Ryan Bush up the middle of the field. 30, 20, 10. Otting Crandall can't bring him down. Pick six. A pair of very young teams square off for bragging rights tonight as Pleasanton looks to join Loomis in the win column. It's the Bulldogs and Wolves coming up next, but first it's the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Loomis with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening, everyone, from beautiful Loomis, Nebraska, for Friday Night Football, the fourth week of the high school season of the third week and third game for these two programs out of the Fort Kearney Conference as the Loomis Wolves take on the Pleasanton Bulldogs. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett, along with our producer-engineer Caleb Henry, here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. As we come into tonight's game, Brandon, there is, uh, as we've talked over the last couple of years, haves, have-nots, these are a couple of teams that might be kind of in the middle of that. It was a rough start for Pleasanton. Uh, for Loomis, they're 1-1. One and one. But one thing's for sure, we're going to see a lot of young players on this football field here this evening. I think throughout the course of this game, we can throw out the two-deep roster and even look at the three-deep roster if we can get that far down. Because given the amount of injuries and some other things that are going to keep players out of this game tonight, Doug, one of the things we're going to have to look at is which one of these teams can step up. Which one of these teams has the right freshman or the right sophomore that can make the big play that may be the difference maker in this game? And I think the injuries are going to hurt Loomis a little bit more. They've lost. And again, we're talking both sides of the ball. You lose your starting quarterback. You lose your starting running back. uh, And and it's going to make things tough. I don't think we're going to see anything too complicated here tonight. The keys to the game, because I'm going to throw them out here early on, is the turnovers and tackling, and maybe tackling even more than the turnovers. Uh, both of these teams are so young that uh, you got a couple of linemen on both teams that are going to be able to do their job up there, but what's behind them, and especially with the freshmen and sophomore that, sophomores that will have to play in this football game, it's not so much the offense as it will be the defense. Basic fundamental football is going to be the big key to, to both teams tonight because no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to get into any really advanced Oregon Duck type schemes and scams. You're going to have to keep it basic and simple. Off tackle, lots of trap plays, things like that because as you said, with all of these young players coming in, their ability to think on the fly is going to be diminished. So you're going to have to go back to what they know, the basic plays they learned in junior high, the ones that they were uh, playing in JV, 
talking with one of the Loomis fans earlier, and Loomis has had to cancel their JV season for the rest of the year because they just don't have enough players because they need to keep feeding into the varsity. So you've got a lot of JV players or who would be JV players playing varsity tonight. Keeping it simple is going to be key. Yeah, and that's unfortunately we lose Banner County this week. Even an 11-man school in the southeastern part of the state in Weeping Water has to forfeit tonight an 11-man school. Think about that. Omaha Nation and Weeping Water are telling the schools on their schedule, we're going to do our best, but we are right on the borderline of even having enough kids to come over and play football. And it affects these eight-man schools and six-man schools even more because they're not playing a nine-game schedule now. In fact, some of those six-man schools play seven games, knock it down to six. If they lose an opponent, it's tough. And uh, both of these schools just hoping that they can keep it going. And their numbers aren't in a dangerous spot here, but they're just very, very young, as I joked. Uh, with with the coaches, and you'll hear maybe a little bit of it in our pregame interviews with Ricky Russell and Dennis Reese. If we do a Pleasanton Loomis game in three years, you're going to have some of the same kids that are playing tonight playing then because they're just freshmen. They're going to get a great a lot. They're going to get a lot of great experience tonight. And we've been talking about so many of the Debbie Downer things tonight. But one of the great positive things is is just that so many of these young men are going to get good quality playing time now as freshmen and sophomore. So if you come back in two years, come back in three years. We're going to be able to see a lot of these young men grow into great athletes, and it'll be amazing to see what they look like when they're seniors. We're going to take a break and hear from the coaches, Ricky Wessel of Pleasanton and Dennis Reese at Loomis. They've been at their respective schools and racked up a number of wins. How they are approaching the season with the youngsters and especially tonight's game. You are listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web, PlatteRiverPreps.com, PlatteRiverPreps.com. Dot com. Internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Call to schedule a campus visit today. Zimatic Center Pivots provide farmers worldwide with the best quality, highest performance irrigation systems. Year after year, these systems have proven themselves in varying types of terrain, cropping situations, and irrigation requirements. This is because of dedication to service and unique design. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation, your Zimatic dealer. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. As we see, a couple of Fort Kearney Conference teams did the matchup last year, and unfortunately, uh, we had some banged-up kids this year, some banged-up kids, but we've also got some young kids, a lot of young kids, as Pleasanton will look for their first win with head coach Ricky Westland. And, uh, Coach, uh, you kind of knew the hand that was dealt, and when we're playing D2 football, there's always going to be some young kids uh, in the mix. Uh, Thanks for joining us here. And I guess uh, through two weeks, where where are you seeing your football team? Oh, just constantly improving. Um, the the energy is there, the efforts there. Um, you know, knowing what we have to do might be an issue at times, but you got to count that to some of the youth that's on the field for us. How do you? And, and we'll talk with Dennis about it too, because he's got to start some young kids, uh, probably kids that see each other in JV games will suit up for varsity. But how do you have to coach differently when you're playing? Uh, a number of freshmen and sophomores just work on their confidence i mean they they're gifted athletes that's why they're out there um but you know the confidence level last year they were going against seventh and eighth graders and you know obviously they're up against seniors now this year so you just keep supporting them telling them you know they're doing the right thing you gotta be patient with them um and just let them do what they do i know uh you have been as most coaches are but 
even probably ahead of the time, a huge advocate of what's getting done in the weight room. You've got a great kid in Trey Keyshaw that you're trying to kind of build that line around. And, and do you just say, hey, we need to kind of run it that way. We need to do everything we do behind uh, a couple of kids that we have on the line here. Yeah, and more so. You know, Trey was out last year. with uh, He had blew his ACL out. And more of just following him behind the line as far as a lead blocker, we follow him. Um, we compliment him on his efforts and show that and try to – use him as a model for success because what he had to go through last year to get back to where he's at right now, I mean, that's just amazing to blow a knee and to, in a short time turnaround, he made it down to the state semifinals wrestling and now he's back on the football field for us. So just those young kids need to see that and, you know, kind of tune in their work ethic and follow him. We're talking with Pleasanton football coach Ricky Westland ahead of tonight's game with Loomis. You've got a couple of, and we're talking on the offensive side here, a couple of offensive ends that have the frame in Ryan Bush and Garrett Bryan, 6'3". You've got a quarterback, still a sophomore in Hunter Pates, but he was your man last year. The offensive numbers aren't really high, obviously, through the first couple of games, but it looks like there's some potential there if you want to throw the ball up uh, that that passing game could get going again. Yeah, they're both great athletes. Uh, Garrett Bryan, um, he played a little for us last year on the line and then suffered some injuries and didn't uh, you know, play a full schedule. But I'll tell you what, this year and uh, last spring working in the weight room, he really opened our eyes with what his athletic ability is at, up at uh, football camp at Shadron State College. Uh, and then Ryan Bush, he's just there. You know, he, You can go to him. He can go up and get the ball. It's just amazing some of the things that he, I've seen him do at practice and in games. What about the running attack, uh, Ricky? Uh, obviously, You've put some points on the board. Some of that has attributed to other parts of the game, but uh, tell us a little bit about your run game. Now, uh, starting at running back, we have freshman Riley Rosiski. Uh, he's backed up by Brandon Klein. Uh, just two great kids as far as their athletic ability. They both have really high top-end speed. Uh, they do really well in track as, as also with football. But you get them some open field, they'll be able to take off. Uh, that's what we're trying to do, You know, like you said, following them by the big boys up front, including – Trey Keyshaw and Caleb Eckel, if they get some holes open, these guys can take off. Ricky Wesson with us here on the New Tech Seat pregame show, obviously playing a state-rated team in Bertrand. You kind of knew uh, what was up against in, in week one. You went up to Palmer, got off to a good start last week. What has been the positives here through the first couple of weeks? What have you liked? Uh, just to see them show up on Monday and want to roll the sleeves up and get to work again. I mean, you any team that suffers a loss, you know, and then you go to – I guess you could say we're in a streak right now of 0-2. But when those kids are eager to get things fixed on Mondays, that's what you look for as a coach. Talk about uh, defensively here. Obviously, you played a couple of teams that uh, can put up the points, and they have uh, on you in the first two weeks. Uh, what are you looking at defensively and maybe a couple of kids that we're going to see if you're going to win the game tonight, have good games? Um, you uh, kind of talked about uh, Garrett Bryan and uh, Ryan Bush. Those two guys at offensive end also are kind of a, a dominant-looking person standing at the defensive end. If we can get those guys to shore up the uh, uh, containment for us and control the outside game, I think we can turn some things around uh, tonight. As you take a look at Loomis, Ricky, uh, also they're a little bit banged up, I'm sure. Uh, you, you hear some things. You don't know exactly what you're going to see when you when you show up. I know it's mostly about your club right now, but uh, what are you expecting from Loomis? Oh, I anything because Dennis and I obviously are in the same boat a lot of young kids out on the field um, you know you're you might lose a game here and there and you might try to revamp your offense put a different style in or something like that so I uh, expect about anything but Dennis and I we've went head-to-head for a long time um, I've coached against both of his assistant coaches when they were playing for him 
So it's just, you know, I know they have a, a wide variety of offenses they could go to at any time. Um, and Dennis is a good coach to steer them in the right direction. So, you know, anything that could happen tonight, offensively, defensively, we just got to be able to make adjustments like Dennis and I have done in the past. Well, it seems like if we uh, have Pleasanton and Loomis play each other down the road here in two or three years, some of these same kids might actually be playing against each other as, as seniors. And uh, you've always had some pretty good returns, whether it's kickoff, your, your special teams have been solid. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we looking at there, especially a chance maybe to make a play in special teams? Oh, uh, kind of, I've always prided ourselves in our pump block. You know, if we can see a weakness here or there or, you know, just maybe a fundamental thing, the way they're trying to scheme up their block. If we can attack that, we're going to go for that. Um, but also kickoff return, we're just, like last week, we were one, two blocks away from breaking a big one with Tyler Pulaski, at freshman, running the ball for us on kickoff return. And you just hope to improve on those week to week, and maybe this week we'll get a hold of those blocks and uh, pop him open for a big return. Well, it looks like we could see some young emerging stars in a game like uh, tonight. So, uh, Ricky, uh, let's stay dry and uh, let's go have fun tonight. Thanks for the time, as always. Thank you, Doug. That's Ricky Westland, head football coach of the Pleasanton Bulldogs. We'll talk with Loomis coach Dennis Reese as we continue on the New Tech Seed pregame show after this. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. Back at the new Tank Seed pregame show here at the home of the Loomis Wolves as they take on Pleasanton and an old conference rivalry. We talk now with the head coach at Loomis, Dennis Reese, whose team uh, has an unusual schedule, a couple of buys. They're going to be off next week because that was the Elwood game. They played on opening night, so they had a buy after that. And uh, Coach, uh, thanks for the time. I guess, how's that, how's that work out? Uh, do you like playing, having a week off to prepare and, and instead of just playing eight straight? Well, for us, it worked out pretty well because we had some kids that needed some recovery time, and we needed to teach a little bit more as far as fundamentals and things. And so it was a good time for us. Obviously, uh, you were banged up last time we saw you. You're a little banged up right now, especially at the quarterback position, uh, as we will talk about the kids that are on the field here for you tonight. Let's talk about how the injuries have affected what you've had to do here early on. Well, the strength of our team is definitely our line, and they do a great job for us, and none of them are hurt. So, you know, I think they're going to be fine. Um, In the backfield, we're a little bit young because we've had to play some freshmen, and they're doing a good job for us, and we just keep moving forward. You will have a freshman quarterback in there to take over for Levi Levi Aspa. Do you try to ask him to do a lot, or is it simply we're going to try and run the ball as much as we can and – shorten this game here tonight you're talking just like i would to the kids because <laughs> we talk up to them all the time about how we want to shorten the game so there aren't so many things that can happen on defense and so our offense we just want to take a quarter and a half or so to score and limit the scores on the other team and maybe it'll be low scoring but we want to try and come out on top in that situation Dennis Reese, the head football coach at Loomis, is joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Hunter Bonsoff comes in in the backfield with uh, Roden Bond, tries to get your run game going. Uh, how, tell me a little bit about those two and how you're going to use them. Well, Hunter is a pretty aggressive young man, and for a sophomore, he does a great job for us. And 
He's a go-getter, hustles all the time. Colin has played for quite a long time now. He's a senior, and he's got good size. And for his size, he moves pretty well. And so we've got him in the backfield. We'll use him for a lead blocker quite a bit. He'll carry the ball. And we expect those two to perform pretty well for us. Sometimes when you get a, well, I think all the time, you get a youngster in there for probably their first start, uh, their heads are swimming a little bit. You've been around the block and had a number of kids that have probably been in this situation. What's, what's your approach to make sure that they're not overhyped, too nervous, and, and can get the job done for you guys? Well, and you're talking about Brian Hemley in our case because he's a freshman quarterback. And, you know, we try and relate to him, hey, what's the strength of our team? And they all know it's alignment. And I said, yeah, you ought to be just like you're riding in a Cadillac. You know, <laughs> you just sit there and steer. You get the ball where it needs to be. Your ends uh, are senior experience. You talked about your line and in, in eight man. Sometimes that includes the ends, depending on what you want to do about with them. But uh, talk about Seth and, and AJ and what – they're going to try to do because you haven't had to pass the ball much or haven't attempted to pass the ball very much at all. Well, and A.J. has a broken finger, and so he's going to have a pad on his hand anyway, so it's going to be difficult for him to catch much. Seth, on the other hand, has good hands, but he hasn't been blessed with great speed. But the thing is they're both very good blockers, and that's where we probably will use them the most, and then try and do some play-action passing to get them loose. Well, you've got Pleasanton tonight, uh, as you mentioned before we started. Uh, they're a little young, but a lot of tradition there as well. Uh, give us your scouting report on the Bulldogs. Well, just looking at what we've got for them, they returned their quarterback who had a great year last year. and I know they've got some wide receivers with some experience and some linemen who are maybe filling in a little bit where they haven't before. But I think Mr. Keyshaw is going to help them quite a bit. He's a good-sized young man. and. He'll play hard, I know. Dennis, with all these kids banged up, obviously depth has to be a concern here. Uh, what about the what about that as you come into the game? You know, that's something we have to deal with because we try and, you know, for the last two weeks it seems like we've been teaching a different kid a position every day it seems like at times. But you try and work with the ones you think can function and do well and we're going to have another one, a freshman that plays center this week for us, and Isaac Dunn. You know, he's earned it. I mean, he's done what he needs to do in practice. So now it's time to go out and have fun. Last minute here with Loomis head football coach Dennis Reese as they get ready to battle Pleasanton here tonight. Not a lot. You got some seniors. You've got some freshmen. Uh, a little sprinkling of juniors, but there's not much between that senior and freshman class. You know, the sophomore class for us is really, really short. I think we've got four, maybe three, and that's what hurts us a little bit of depth-wise because those kids are the ones who have some experience, and they would do some good things for us, and they're going to anyway, but that's where we need some help there. And finally, Dennis, uh, you'll be jumping into district play here when uh, Alma rolls in, and you've got some uh, pretty good teams still to play on your schedule timeline for these kids what you're trying to get accomplished here with this game the bye week to get ready for district play well and one of the things we want to try and do is get everybody so that they're confident in their position so that they know what to do and can make adjustments during the game we don't have a lot of adjustments that we make but you know we try and use the strength that we've got Dennis, uh, we didn't talk much about the defense. Uh, they're going to have to keep you in this ball game. And Colin's just a man for you on both sides of the ball. I know you mentioned him on the offense, but uh, he leads the team in tackles right now as well. Yeah, no, he does a great job for us. And we played him some at defensive end, and then teams started running away from him. So then we put him in the middle, and 
a little more difficult to deal with in the middle. And so we'll do some things with him that way, moving him around a little bit. But Trevor Maskey's done a great job for us, Seth Beisner, A.J. Carlson. Those guys, we're really pretty good up front. We need to come up with some defensive backs who can make some plays. And So far, Brian Emily has done pretty well for us. I mean, the first two games, each game he had one interception. So he's going to make some mistakes because he's a freshman, but at the same time, he hustles hard. Dennis, always great to see the Wolves. We look for a competitive game here tonight. Appreciate the time. Best of luck. Thank you very much. That's Loomis Wolves head coach Dennis Reese here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll be back and look at the starting lineups right after this timeout. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here from Loomis as we get closer to kickoff between the Wolves and the Pleasanton Bulldogs on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Let's go ahead and take a look at your starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the visiting Pleasanton Bulldogs at center will be number four, 195-pound, 5-foot-11-inch senior Caleb Eckel. At the guards, number 46, 6-foot, 195-pound sophomore Bronson Gibbons. And number 94, 6-foot, 285-pound senior Trey Keyshaw. will also see some of Morgan Zimmer, 5'11", 165-pound senior. The ends for Pleasanton that we spoke with Coach Westland about, number 9, 6'3", 200-pound junior Ryan Bush. And number 32, 6'3", 190-pound senior Garrett Bryan. In the backfield, number 18, 5'9", 165-pound senior Brandon Klein. And number 44, 5'9", 165-pound freshman Riley Rosicki. And the quarterback, just a sophomore, but in his second year as a starter, number 2, 6'3", 170-pounder Hunter Pates. The head coach of the Pleasanton Bulldogs is Ricky Westland, assisted by Rocky Hatch, Casey Lewis, and Mitch Armour. 0-2 on the season with games against state-rated Bertrand and Palmer. For the Loomis Wolves, their starting center tonight will be number 33, a 210-pound freshman, Isaac Dunn. The guards are number 31, 180-pound senior, Taylor Patterson, and number 53, 245-pound junior, Trevor Maskey. At the ends will be number 30, 130-pound freshman, Andrew Dennis, and number 42, 185-pound senior A.J. Carlson will also see Seth Meisner a little bit later on in the football game, another senior that will be able to contribute. The running backs tonight, number 24, 165-pound sophomore Hunter Bonjoff, and number 44, 225-pound senior Colin Rodenbaugh. The quarterback for the Loomis Wolves, another freshman, 135 pounds, number 10, Brian Hemley. The longtime head coach of the Loomis Wolves is Dennis Reese, assisted by Jason Maskey and Drew Billiter. Loomis is 1-1 one and one on the season with their two games, a win against Eustace Farnham, and last week falling to Southwest. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And Brandon, I think uh, it's no, it's not hard to tell that 
Loomis is going to try and line up and run it over their experienced players. Even though you've got a freshman at center, you've got a, a guard in Trevor Maskey. He's a junior for you. You've got an end and a senior in A.J. Carlson, and you've got a big, big back at 225 pounds in Colin Rodenbaugh. I can't imagine early on we would see with that freshman quarterback much more than just trying to run lead one way and maybe a misdirection, but you're going to want to try and keep it behind your experienced players. And it's not just that they're experienced because they certainly do have that experience on the offensive line, but they also have a lot of size. If you look at what would normally be the starting offensive line, for Loomis, they average over six feet tall, over 200 pounds. So they've got good size on the offensive line. Pleasanton, on the other hand, is going to try and counter that. One of their coaches was, was just telling his team pregame that they know they're going to be bigger than us, so we have to be quicker. So it's going to be a, that, that age-old story, whether or not one team can utilize its advantage being bigger, that's Loomis, can Pleasanton be quick enough to get the victory tonight? For Pleasanton, I, I brought it up with uh, Coach Westland. He's got to feel comfortable with Hunter Pates. He was able to get just under 900 yards through the air last year, and you got two six-foot-three-inch ends that would have uh, a little height uh, on the uh, defensive backs for Loomis, which will be inexperienced on one side or the other. They can only cover one of them with juniors and seniors. The other side are going to be smaller freshmen and sophomores, not to say that they're not equally talented, but you see it in the pros all the time. You talk about throwing it to a 6'4 wideout that's covered by an outstanding quick 5'11 corner, but you're giving up a little height there. And although uh, Coach Westland is fired up about what they might be able to do running the ball, I would have to think the best way that they're going to move the ball tonight is maybe put it in the air. One of the things that Loomis had to do in the offseason was replace most of their defensive secondary. Their front line players and their linebackers were good and experienced, but they lost almost their entire defensive secondary to graduation last year. So can Pleasanton exploit, can they throw the ball just enough to be dangerous downfield and take advantage of that inexperienced Loomis defensive secondary. We're just a couple of minutes away from the kickoff here. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show on Classic Hits. The coin toss went to Pleasanton. Pleasanton took the football, which is kind of what I expected to do in a game like this. When you think you can move the football, they took the ball last week against Palmer, marched it right down the field, eight-play drive, scored, and they want to do that again tonight. Good chance now for us to take a look at our injuries, and for the first time this year, we've got multiple injuries on both teams to talk about. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We'll start with Pleasanton. Keaton Reese, a 5'9 junior, is out with an ankle. They've got their foreign exchange student in Harold Lingby, who's a, a kicker who has an arm injury. And Bronson Gibbons, who is starting at guard tonight, uh, did not practice every time this week. Uh, he was nursing a leg injury from last week. So those are uh, your Pleasanton uh, starters. For Loomis, it's a little more severe. You lose your quarterback in Levi Asp, uh, the junior, with an ankle. He's got speed. He's out. You lose uh, Kale Abramson. He's a junior with a hamstring. And you lose Jack Allen as well, uh, who was out with a concussion. So you've got three kids from Loomis and a couple from Pleasanton that are all watching on the sidelines here tonight. But Asp and Abramson, quarterback, running back, really big injuries here. Now, Loomis does have a bye because next week was supposed to be when they played Elwood, so they will have a week off. And if they can get something positive tonight, they'll have that to go into the bye week and then get ready for the second half of the season. And an opportunity to do that here tonight on their home field here in Loomis, see if they can be, be able to build a little bit of momentum. Pleasanton, as you said, coming in 0-2. They're trying to establish their identity as a team throughout the course of the season. They haven't been able to do that yet. So if Loomis can establish something short in the game, as Coach Reese said in the pregame, if they can establish the run, 
make everything three yards in a cloud of dust, every possession a quarter and a half, see if they can shorten the game just enough to be able to get the win, a bye week next week, and they're off to great things the week after. Our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We'll be back with more on the New Tech Seed pregame show after this. See Pleasanton Livestock Service to maintain the health of your animals. Pleasanton Livestock can make certain they get all the vaccinations they need to stay healthy. Pleasanton Livestock also carries Golden Harvest Hybrid and Purina feeds. Only the feeds with the best vitamins and nutrients that all your animals need and want. Stop in today and ask the experts what vaccinations and feed is right for your farm. Best of luck, Bulldogs, from Pleasanton Livestock Service. Couple scores from the state earlier this afternoon. Riverside beat Hyannis 74-6. Twin loop over North Central 28-0. And Selma Myrna, David City, Aquinas, and Juanita Palisade all winners today because of the forfeits and the three schools that could not field teams here tonight. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. It will kick off between Loomis and Pleasanton right after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Scott Phillips, licensed agent for over 30 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion to the private market in 1980. Find out about coverages available for hail, wind, fire, and transportation of grain after harvest. Crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in the crop insurance business. Crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in the central Nebraska area. Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work, so trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Pleasanton Meat Processing is your custom beef and pork processors. They can handle it all. USDA steaks are available. They can smoke your orders, and they have barbecue beef and pork. So next time you're looking for a processor, look no further than Pleasanton Meat. They can get your processing done in great time and all the cuts you want made to order the way you like it. Pleasanton Meat Processing says tear them up, Bulldog. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest patch to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. With our producer engineer, Caleb Henry and Brandon Bennett, I'm Doug Duda, live from Loomis for Friday Night Football. We are also covering three other games on our network of stations and PlatteRiverPreps.com. On 1230 AM KHAS, Hastings is at Aurora. And on our ESPN networks, 1460 from Miles Field, Carney Catholic is battling Cozad, while St. Cecilia is playing Cambridge. And that is going on on ESPN 1550. We're ready to get our football game underway 
and the field conditions. You were down there, brought to you uh, by our friends at Pioneer Seed and Pioneer Representative Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. And we'll talk about that as we're ready to kick it off here with Rodenbaugh to do so for Loomis. They'll move from right to left, and Pleasanton will move from left to right along your radio dial, ready to boot it away. And it's a strong kick, a beautiful kick that carries into the end zone and doesn't allow Pleasanton a return, which, again, when we're talking tackling, we could see big returns on those plays tonight. One of the great things about this is the, the field has been very well taken care of. The temperature now is about 67 degrees. It's going to fall to 57 over the course of the night. Got about 60% humidity now. That will go up over the course of the evening. Not a chance of rain, a very slight wind, and a great opportunity for both teams to take advantage of a gorgeous night of football. Well, let's see who can get off and get going here. That is our field condition report brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. And the first play of the game will be a counter over off the left side for the Bulldogs. It'll be Riley Rosiski, the freshman, who's immediately wrapped up there by Rodenbaugh, 44 and 44, meeting after a short gain of about yard and a half. They're going to call it second down and eight. If you look at Rodenbaugh on film, he does a great job of moving well with his feet, but also using his hands. He's got a very high motor to him, and he's always moving toward the ball. Great when you're a defensive man, but also great when he's on the offensive side of the ball, and we'll see him utilized in different ways when he's on offense. Out of the shotgun this time for Hunter Pates. He sends a man in motion, and just as that happens, we've got a penalty for a false start here on Pleasanton. And expect with new kids in there, some of them didn't even play a lot of snaps last week or just got in, you're going to see that And our first penalty of the game. Didn't have many last week, that's for sure, but... We'll see what that happens tonight. One of the things we didn't talk about in the pregame, Doug, is that penalties might be a factor here. We were talking about all the new players on both sides of the ball. We didn't talk about penalties, and here we are at second play of the game. We've got one. be a five-yard loss, so instead of second and eight, it'll be second down and 13. Still keep Pates in the backfield in the shotgun. Center man in motion from left to right on the jet sweep, and they will give it on the end around to Pulaski. Pulaski around the right side, crosses the 20, the 25, and that's where they're going to push him out of bounds at the 25-yard line. That is a gain of 13 on the play and maybe right what they needed for the first down, it is. Pushed out of bounds there by number 42, A.J. Carlson, and A.J. is playing tonight with a broken finger, so he gets our Wounded Warrior Award tonight because he pursued that play from the inside out and made the tackle, pushed him out of bounds using the hand that he's got bandaged. Coach Westland didn't talk about it in the pregame interview, but did tell me Pulaski may even line up in a wildcat formation. They'll use him a lot tonight. Pates under center. They'll give it off to the freshman. Rosiski out of the first tackle and bounces outside. Has some room down the right side. 40, 35, 30, and he'll be thrown out of bounds in Loomis territory at the 25-yard line. Caught there by the Loomis Wolves. One of the things that the Pleasanton coaches were stressing to their players in pregame those, those last-minute adjustments they make right before the game is they said they knew that Loomis was going to be bigger, so we had to be faster. We saw an example there of Pleasanton being faster than what Loomis was bigger. Win for Pleasanton, big gain here. A 30-yard gain, first and 10 at the Loomis 25 with the opening possession of the ball game. Pate sends Pulaski in motion again. Jet sweep left side. Good block on the outside. He'll get the corner. 20, 15, 10. Makes a man miss. Five, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Well-run play. Great block out there on the edge. Pulaski makes a juke at the 10-yard line and gets in 
to the end zone. Doug, you mentioned there that, 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 that there was a great block, and give credit to number 18 for the Pleasanton Bulldogs, Brandon Klein. Brandon is the one that sprung that play because the defensive end was crashing down hard. Brandon came in, picked up that block, and allowed the running back to get to the end zone. So they'll line up and go for two. Need to get an eighth man out there on the field here for blocking purposes, and Weston Dixon will hustle out there. It is going to be a wildcat formation. Pulaski, the only man on the backfield. He's going to run straight ahead. There's nothing there coming through untouched A.J. Carlson to tackle him behind the line of scrimmage. But it takes Pleasanton three plays, one minute to drive 65 yards. And with 11 minutes to go here in the first quarter, we've got our first five points bank touchdown. It is Pleasanton six, Lewis nothing. Lammers Truck Line, the River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. Lammers Truck Line is your number one defense against slow, expensive grain and livestock hauling. And the River Stop is the one stop you need to make before and after the game for pizzas and refreshments and a gas fill-up. Best of luck from the River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. So we're a minute into our football game, and Pleasanton has got on the board here. Do you expect much uh, trickeration on the kickoff here at all? Because, again, everybody's out there young. Would we see a squib kick or an onside kick? I suppose it's always a possibility, but at this point in the game, it's going to be too early for too much trickeration. Just kick it deep and see what you can do. So the boot is away. It is going to be returnable. It is taken at the five-yard line. The Wolves will bring it up the right side with Hemley. He's got room 15, 20, breaks a tackle, 25, 30, and brought down at the 32-yard line. A trio of Pleasanton Bulldogs, Terry Stevens, Ryan Bush in on the tackle, but good return by the quarterback, Hemley, out to the 31-yard line. Hemley did a great job there of showing his own speed. We've talked about how Loomis is going to try and exploit their size versus Pleasanton's speed and quickness, but in that case, Hemley did a great job of once he decided the lane he was going to hit, Hit it, hit it hard, got it out to the 32-yard line. First down and 10, lineup in the eye formation. The freshman, Hemley, is the quarterback. Hard count, turned, handed to Roadball, off the right side, runs into a pile of white jerseys and gets back to the line of scrimmage. That's it, Caleb Echol in on the tackle. Rodenbaugh is, for a lineman, exceptionally quick, but for a running back, not so much. And that's not coming from me, that's coming from their head coach. He talked about how, for a lineman, was an outstanding lineman, and he did, had a lot of tackles last year. But whether or not they can move forward with their three-and-a-half-yard philosophy. Second down and 10 at their own 31-yard line. This time the pitch play will go to Isaac Walls, find the hole left side across midfield, and he'll be brought down just over the first down marker at the Pleasanton 37-yard line, the tackle made by Morgan Zimmer. Great example there of Loomis using their size versus the quickness of Pleasanton because Loomis had a stunt going on, moved everybody to the left side of the line, and were able to get the extra yardage there. Ball spotted on the 36-yard line. So Isaac Walls, if you're listening here in the stadium, has uh, had to wear number 22 today instead of 9 as his jersey got ripped earlier. So it's first down and 10. They'll turn. Rodenbaugh left side. Big hole. Runs over a man. And then a nice tackle by Pulaski at the 32-yard line. That looked like it was going to be a big gain. And Pulaski made a good open field tackle. 
After a gain of five, it'll be second down and five. The freshman Tyler Pulowski having no regard for his own life there. 5'5", 125, taking on a senior who is 6'3", two and a quarter. Great job by Mr. Pulowski there to make a great tackle. So second down and five at the 32 of Pleasanton. Power eye formation. Hand it to the second back, Walls. Walls is going to be stood up and brought down at the 32-yard line. That was a play. And nothing going there, maybe a yard. That was a play diagnosed early, very early by the Pleasanton defense. They knew the play was going to go to their right side, and they had extra men over there and were flowing from the inside out. Made the tackle with a third and makeable here for the Wolves. So trying to get on the board and equal this football game. 9-10 in county, 6-0 in the first quarter. Pleasanton, Loomis with their first drive. They'll split the backs on third down and four. Counter trap here to Rodenbaugh, and slashing through there is Trey Keyshaw. Maybe the best player on the field. Trey comes in and drops him, and all they can do is fall forward for another yard. Fourth and three at the Pleasanton 30. Keyshaw had to miss all of last year with a torn ACL, and then he came back to be a state semifinalist in wrestling. And you saw a little bit of a wrestling move there, Doug, because he took on his own blocker and was able to get him out of the way and make the tackle uh, after only a one-yard game. Don't forget to send us your scores from your games on the Ashley Furniture Hotline 6460506 as they go for it on fourth and three. Hard count, pitch play wide. Walls finds a little seam but does not get the first down. Got about a yard. Keyshaw's in there again with Garrett Bryan, and it'll be a turned over on downs. Pleasanton ball at their own 29. Having seven men in the box doesn't mean a whole lot necessarily in an 11-man game, but in an eight-man game, that means you've only got one guy deep. In that case, Pleasanton was selling out. They had seven guys in the box. They were expecting the run. They got it. They knew what to do with it, and they got the turnover on downs. Key moment here when we watch both sides. Rodenbaugh didn't get the yards on this first drive that I thought the bigger guy would get. Pleasanton made the tackles. Late substitution here for the Wolves. First down and 10. Get out of that shotgun is Pates. That allows his ends to go jet sweep like Pulowski. This time they'll hand it off, though, to Rosiski. Rosiski breaks one tackle, but there's a whole bunch of green in the backfield, and they'll drop him for a loss down to the 28-yard line. And on the tackle for Loomis, Allen Schultz. And also over there was A.J. Mateka. That late substitution that I, that I just mentioned for the Wolves, number 53, Trevor Maskey, he did a great job of he was lining up directly over the ball, and then as soon as the ball was snapped, was flowing toward that. So he was chasing that play from behind the whole time. The running back in that case had an opportunity to get to the outside, but then that lane was shut down, and then Maskey had it tightened up from behind. There was nowhere for him to go. A couple of starting running backs haven't seen play yet. Klein and Bonjoff, uh, from at least what the coaches had told us. Second down and 11. Pulowski out of the Wildcat, takes the direct snap, and he's upended as he gets to the line of scrimmage. Getting low there is Hunter Bonjoff. He'll flip over for two yards out to the 31. It'll be third and nine. So impressed here with the offensive scheming and scamming of Pleasanton because they haven't run the same play more than once. They haven't even run the same type of play more than once. They're trying to do different things. So those plays are basic and simple, but yet they're doing so many different things with their playbook. They're really opening it up in a simple way. See if they can convert here on third down. Second drive for Pleasanton, leading 6 nothing. just over seven minutes to go. Pulaski out of that Wildcat. Keeper around the right side, good block. Gets to the line of scrimmage, 35, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds short of the first down in midfield at the 38-yard line by Brian Hemley. And it's going to be fourth down and a long yard. Let's see if Pleasanton decides to go forward to boot this one away. We're going to call it a gain of seven and call it officially fourth and two. Tyler Pulaski there did a great job to get to the outside. 
broke a couple of tackles, made another man miss, got to the outside, really showed some speed there. And again, he's a 5'5 freshman, weighs 125 pounds, but he's playing a lot bigger than that. Smallest guy on the field, but he's he's so fast that he plays a lot bigger than that. Same wildcat look with Hunter Pates out to the right side. They will hand it off. There's Klein, and he's going to be stood up short of the first down. Depends on the mark, and they gave him a heck of a mark there, Brandon, a heck of a mark. It's going to be close, but I think he had to touch the midfield stripe, and they're going to put it inches short. Let's see if they bring the chains out. They are not going to bring the chains out. They are just simply going to give the ball to Loomis. So the Loomis defensive line makes a big play here in the first quarter. The big guys there did, in fact, Doug, and you're exactly right. They made a big play there because they got low. They got quicker than what Pleasanton was able to deal with. So Loomis here has made a turnover. The ball is exactly at midfield. Let's see if they can tie this game up. So first down and 10 for the Loomis Wolves. They'll split the backs this time. Fake it. Heavily the quarterback got an option around the left side. Gets the corner. 5-10. First down, and he's going to be brought down by the shoulder pads at the 28-yard line by Klein heavily on his first carry, a gain of 12, and a first down for the Wolves. Colin Rodeball again decleated somebody in that blocking scheme. If you go back and you look at him on film, especially the game last week versus Southwest, he had a play where he decleated one defender. Another play, he decleated two guys at the same time. He's doing that here again. He's starting to open up holes in the Pleasanton defense. So first down and 10 at the Pleasanton 28-yard line. Back to the I formation. They give it to Rodenbach. Crashes off left guard and gets himself about four to the 25. It'll be second down and six. And you have to wonder a little bit here, Brandon, will they start just using him as nothing but a blocking back, maybe touch it one out of every 10 plays, and let him block and let the smaller backs, albeit Hemley and uh, Walls and maybe even Bonzoff, if he gets into the ball game, carry the load. Second and six, just outside the 25. Back to the I formation here. Hemily long count this time. He wants to throw. Looking down the middle of the field, he's got a man behind, and it's tipped. Tipped into the hands that time of Brandon Klein, trying to get it to A.J. Carlson. It was more of a line drive. Needed a little touch, and again, you're talking about a freshman quarterback, but tried to do something to keep Pleasanton honest. It's third and six. And they were also doing a little bit of keeping Pleasanton honest on that previous play when Rodenbaugh had the inside handoff because the entire time the quarterback was looking at the other running back and did a little slip handoff there. So let's see if they're going to open up that trickeration playbook here. Probably two chances to get it here. Third down, they'll hand it off to the second man through hole inside the 20. First down, down to the 18, maybe the 17 for Isaac Walls. That's great downfield running, running behind his pads, doing everything that you would coach a running back to do. He didn't even make a move. As soon as he got the ball, moved straight upfield, didn't worry about where anybody else was except where the defender was, and ran over the defender, had about three yards after contact. Ball now spotted on the 17-yard line. Friday night football on KKPR-FM. Carney, Pleasanton, Loomis. Pleasanton leading 6 nothing. Trap play right side and nowhere to go as Keyshaw gets to walls. They can't take a long time to develop plays out there, Brandon, because Keyshaw is going to get through that line. A loss of one on the play. That was exactly the play that I was talking about earlier where the entire time the quarterback was looking at the other running back. In this case, they faked the little slip handoff to Rodenball, handed it to the second man through, and there was just it, that play just took too long to develop. 6-0 Pleasanton, 5-20 to go, first quarter. Toss sweep, Walls trying to follow his blockers, gets to the 15, drug out of bounds, short of the 10, they'll say at the 12-yard line. A gain of five that time for Walls. It'll be third down, and we'll call it four. 
very few times, Doug, have I ever seen a quarterback on a toss sweep then turn and try and be one of the primary blockers. So as you're talking about the good blocking there for the Loomis Wolves, give credit to the quarterback number 10, Brian Hemley, because he was one of the lead blockers on that after taking the after taking the snap and making the toss for the pitch. Loomis now in the Platte Valley Auto Zone of Carney Red Zone. Third down and four, back to the I formation. Hemley, naked bootleg left side. There's no blockers, and he's dropped behind the line of scrimmage. Not fooled at all is the freshman, Riley Rizisky, and he'll drop him at the 13-yard line. A loss of maybe a yard. We'll call it fourth down and five. And I'll tell you, the more eight-man football that you watch, Brandon, you're going to see that really develop. Yes. I'm not going to say Overton started it. They did in this part. They'll get a big quarterback uh, out there. Now, Brian's not big yet because he's just a freshman. But they just pull him out there quickly. You got two guys usually blocking one or three guys blocking two. They're going to go for it. Fourth and five at the 13. Split the backs. Fake the pitch. Wants to throw. It's a little screen, but batted down at the line of scrimmage. Getting it on it is Garrett Bryan. They were trying to throw it to Walls out of the right flat. So that's three straight denials on fourth down, twice for Loomis and once for Pleasant. Garrett Bryan is going to be the hero early on in the game for the Bulldogs because had he not knocked that pass down, the receiver was wide open. He could have walked into the end zone from there. So Garrett, Garrett Bryant did a great job of saving the day there for the Bulldogs. Huge play for him to make on fourth down. So Loomis not able to convert there in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. When you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. And as you can hear, the wind is kicked up. The snap bottled by Pulaski, but he gathers it in and ankle tackled short of the 15-yard line. Going to get a yard, maybe two in there. Bonds off. Walls on the tackle. Rodenbaugh was the one that held on until the posse came. Pulaski did a great job there of getting as many yards as he could, but you're exactly right. He was ankle tackled, and really the defender only had one foot. So if he's able to break that, the problem with being a young man who's 5'5 and a freshman is you're not going to break a whole lot of tackles like that. be interesting to see over the next two and three years, like we talked about in the pregame, watch him develop physically, watch him develop mentally as a player, and see if he can break those tackles next year. Back to that wildcat formation for Pulaski. Second and 10 at his 13, fakes the inside handoff, runs to the short side, gets to the 15, and then is going to be drug out of bounds at about the 17-yard line by A.J. Carlson. A gain of four on the play. It'll be third and six. That was a really smart play there for Pulaski because he had the option to hand the ball off to the receiver coming across the formation on a jet sweep and didn't. He pulled the ball, and he saw that he had a lane, and he did. He got about a four-yard gain here to make it third and six. Because this is an east-west field, Pleasanton is going directly into the setting sun at good cloud cover until about a minute ago. And they've still got 3.50 to go here in the quarter. Third and six at their own 17. Pates back to pass. They're blitzing. He's got trouble and over the middle incomplete. They were trying to set up a screen, and Loomis bit on it. There were four guys in the backfield. It would have been seven on four had he been able to get it to Rosiski out of the backfield. Hunter Bonshoff got there really early for the Wolves and did a great job of what you would expect somebody blitzing in that case from his linebacker position to do. He got there, got there early, and he got his hands up. So there was nowhere for the quarterback to go. So Trey Keyshaw to boot it away into the wind, which now is whipping up about 15 miles an hour. And back to return it will be Hemley and Walls. The kick is away, and it is dropped with plenty of time for Loomis. They'll gather it at the 38. Hemley to the midfield stripe, 35 of Pleasanton, and brought down at the 33-yard line. It's a 26-yard punt that time and a return of about nine. It's Loomis football. So the Wolves will take over 
First down and 10. And after Pleasanton marched right down the field, four plays, 65 yards in one minute to take a 6-0 lead. It's turned a little more into a defensive struggle. 3.35 to go in the first. Still 6-0 Pleasanton. And Loomis will have it first down and 10 at the Pleasanton 33. Anytime you have a touchdown within the first minute of the game, or in this case it was at the exact one-minute mark, I was expecting a shootout. We could have put the over-under at 150 points. <laughs> and in this case, you're exactly you're right. It's turned into a defensive struggle here. We're less than three and a half minutes here remaining in the first quarter. First and 10, we're ready to go for Loomis. Out of the power eye formation, they'll hand it to the second man through. Walls makes one man miss, gets inside the 30, and tackled at the 29-yard line by Pulaski, a gain of four. That's exactly what Loomis had hoped to do from the beginning. Hat on a hat, man on a man blocking. Everyone had his assignment. Everyone was able to turn the shoulders of the defenseman to move him in the direction he wanted him to go. And in that case, on a first down game, Excuse me, on a first down play, you had about a four-yard gain. That's exactly what Loomis wants to start doing with this game. And Wall's also a freshman in there for Loomis. Second down and six. Ball at the 29-yard line of Pleasanton. Loomis trailing 6-0 here late first quarter. They'll give it to Walls again. Great seal block by Rodenbaugh, but as he went to make the cut, Walls just slipped. And down he'll go. And uh, this is one of the things I talk about every year when the weather changes a little bit and it finally gets cool. When the sun goes down, it's not hot like it's been all year long for you. It starts to get a little slick out there with some moisture, and he just turned and foot went right out from under him. I was down on the field before the game, and the grass was a little slick. I'm wearing some shoes with some deep with some deep tread on it, and even at that, it was a little slick for me, so I can imagine what it's like for them. Third and six now. Split the backs. Heavily going to keep it himself. Trying to find some room over the left side. Gets inside the 25. He'll get to the 23, and he's going to be short of the first down, fourth and one. Great play call there by Hemley because he had the option, just like Pulowski did on the previous series, Hemley had an option to hand the ball off but decided to take the lane that was open to him, and he did. Sets up a fourth and one. Very makeable here for Loomis. With the clock rolling, this is exactly what they want their game plan to be. Yeah, they both of them pretty much don't want to be here for three hours. They want to keep that clock moving and shorten the game. Fourth and one. Can somebody convert a fourth down? Hemley, quarterback sneak, fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball in his haste to get forward. He came back and picked it up, but that's where his knee hit, and it'll be a loss of one and the fourth straight possession that we've seen, well, four out of the last five that we've seen, it turned over on downs. Three for Loomis. Pleasanton had a punt in between there. And, Doug, that's the other side where we saw the Loomis player earlier slip and fall. That's the other side of it because the ball is lying on the grass the whole time, so the ball may be getting slick a little bit here too. So Loomis has been playing in Pleasanton territory here, but has not been able to get points on the board yet to get inside the 10. 140 to go, first quarter, 6-0 Pleasanton. Bulldogs take over first and 10 at their own 24-yard line. Pates in under quarter, under center, hands it off to the lone man of the backfield, and his running back, Rosiski, gets to the outside, 30-35-40, breaks a tackle. They can't get him out of bounds into Loomis territory and pushed out of bounds at the 28-yard line, a 28-yard gain for Rosiski, the freshman. I mentioned this interesting matchup here between the Bulldogs, number 22, Tyler Pulowski, and the Loomis Wolves, number 44, Colin Rodebaugh. One's a freshman, one's a senior, one's 6'3", one's 5'5", and in this case, Pulowski was the outside block that kept Rodenbaugh from being able to get there and make that play. So give credit to the 5'5", freshman, for helping to spring that play to the outside. It looked like Rosiski was going to be pushed out of bounds here at midfield, but Got out of that ankle tackle and picked up another 12. So back into Loomis territory. Pates, the quarterback. 
This time he's got Klein, the lone setback. Pulaski split out wide to the right. They'll just hand it off to Klein, and he'll fall forward. Got a yard as the interior line was there with Rodenbaugh and Trevor Maskey. Maskey really made that play there because he was able to shed his blocker to the inside, and that allowed him to have a free hand initially, and then his whole body, he wrapped up, had a good form tackle there, brought him to the ground with a one-yard game. Glad to have you along with us here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Again, the wind howling here. We're supposed to be clear weather-wise the rest of the night, but it is Nebraska. Second down at nine at the 27. And movement. Pates was looking to the Loomis bench here, maybe trying to get Pulaski to come in motion, and both of his ends jumped. So that'll be a five-yard penalty, the second penalty of the ball game on Pleasanton. And will bring up second down and 14. The other penalty was on their first drive. Didn't face him. They got a first down the very next play. Went on to score. Just a little too early there for the Bulldogs. We think, uh, I think the ends started to move a little bit before the interior linemen did. Almost like they were trying to run a play to the outside there. So second and 14 now at the Loomis 33-yard line. Pulaski lined out to the right side. Rosiski, the lone man of the backfield. Pates will fake the handoff. Want to go deep. He's got a man behind everybody, but he goes instead to Pulaski. Still complete at the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. A 33-yard touchdown pass. The first completed ball of the game by Pates. But Ryan Bush has got to be going, what are you doing? He had two guys on him. I didn't have anybody around me. And the first pass play of the game that is completed is good enough for 33 yards and a 12-0 lead here for Pleasanton. Ryan Bush was running unencumbered through the defensive secondary there for Loomis. He had no one within five yards of him. It's great that Pates was able to get the ball out to his receiver. And the two-point conversion is going to blow up again, try to run the uh, Wildcat there with Pulaski, and it's no good. So two touchdowns and two missed conversions. And with 25 seconds to go here in the first quarter of play, Pleasanton 12, Loomis nothing. You're listening to Friday Night Football on Classic Hits. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Kearney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, Pleasant 12, Loomis nothing, 25 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Been an interesting first quarter for both teams because Pleasanton wanted to be quick and try and out-quick the size of Loomis. They've been successful at it so far with 25 seconds left in the quarter. Pleasanton to boot it away, and Bush puts his foot into it, into the wind. It's gathered at the three-yard line and a chance for Walls to return. He's going to try his sideline, 10, 15, and he's up to the 15-yard line where he will be dropped there, and that's where Loomis will take over. 
I'm not kidding, folks. The wind has went from three mile an hour to 25 in the last five minutes here, and I don't know how much that will affect the game. Lewis is going to want to run the ball, but at least they tried to go to the air a couple of times. Pates then does successfully go to the air for Pleasanton. 18 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Lewis has moved the ball, not in big chunks, and they had good field position there, but has not been able to sniff the end zone yet. Line up in the I formation with Heavily, the quarterback. Rodenbaugh, the fullback. And Walls, the I back. They'll give it to Rodenbaugh on a trap play. This time he gets to the line of scrimmage. 20, 25, lowers his shoulder and out to the 28-yard line. A first down for Loomis. Tremendous athleticism there by Colin Rodenbaugh because he was able to sidestep one man and then do a little high knee where he actually stepped over a Pleasanton defender. That's what allowed him to get through that hole and to make that first down. And that'll end up being the final play here of the first quarter of this Fort Carney Conference battle, the third game of the season for these two schools. And after one, it's Pleasant to 12, Lewis nothing on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Any car, any truck, any season, any reason. As long as your transportation doesn't sound like this. Platte Valley Auto Carney's service department will work on it. Under the hood, drivetrain, suspension, full service body shop. Platte Valley Auto Carney. Any car, any truck, any season, any reason. Top of the line service, top of the hill Carney. Let's take a look at some of the scores on our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. We bring you the scores. Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture to your door. In the second quarter, Papillion La Vista 7, Kearney High 3, Grand Island 14, Columbus nothing. In Class B, in the first quarter, Aurora leads Hastings 22 to nothing, and Alliance has jumped out on Lexington 13 to nothing in the second quarter of play. We're ready to get the second quarter of play underway here. Loomis will have it. First down and 10. Pitch play Rodenbaugh trying to find some room around the left side. Lowers his shoulder. Gets out to the 20 five-yard line and close to the 30. They'll mark him down just short. No, they will give him the 30. It's going to be a gain of three, second down and seven. Lower his shoulder is exactly the right term to use there, Doug, because in that case, Rodenbaugh lowered his right shoulder, kept his left shoulder high, which means he was able to keep his knees high, and that allowed him to make a three-yard gain out of what initially there was no room there. So second down, but now going into the wind, which will probably negate that short pass game. They'll turn, they'll hand it to Walls, follows Rodenbaugh across the 30, short gain out to about the 32. They might be generous and give him the 33-yard line. It'll be third down and five. And again, we're seeing Loomis start to establish, again, what they've hoped to do all along, make the game very short, three yards in a cloud of dust, three and a half yards in a cloud of dust, start to grind on Pleasanton. They, it, they haven't had a whole lot of success now. Let's see if they have success, if Pleasanton can get worn down in the fourth quarter. 67 yards all on the ground in the first quarter for Loomis. Third down and five. They'll give it to Rodenbaugh, left side. Puts a stiff arm down. Comes across the 35, but is shoved out of bounds right at the first down marker, and they're going to give him that first down. A gain of five for Rodenbaugh. 
and move the chains here for Loomis. Their fifth first down, each team unofficially with five first downs here in our football game. It'll be first and ten Loomis at their own 38. And again, the athleticism there of Colin Rodenbaugh is evident because not only did he use his right arm as a stiff arm, he also used his right arm as a balance, put his right arm on the ground. That allowed him to get two extra steps. It's those two steps that got him that first down. We'll give you a few more early scores here in just a moment, but first down and 10 out of the I formation. The quarterback, Brian Hemley, turns, fakes, wants to throw the ball, throws it as far as he can. He's got his in. It is complete into the hands of Seth Beisner. 20, 10, 5. They can't bring the big fella down. Touchdown, and Loomis is on the board with a 42-yard strike from Hemley to Seth Beisner. Seth Beisner was running a crossing pattern he came from the left side of the offensive formation, came across the field, and was wide open. And in that case, a young man that we've called a number of times tonight, number 22 for the Pleasant Bulldogs, Tyler Pulowski. Tyler had the closing speed. Unfortunately, he just didn't have the size. Seth Beisner is a senior at 200 pounds and about 6'2", so he was able to have just enough speed. But again, that size for Loomis, what they've hoped to be their key, that was key for him to get there. He had about five yards after contact. So much for that not being able to throw it into the wind here. They're going to line up and go for two. They'll go with their own Wildcat. Walls is going to take the direct snap. He'll run it around the left side. Tries to follow his blockers, gets low and gets down into the end zone by getting low and underneath the defender's pad level, he gets the two-point conversion. A touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. 10-18 to go here in the first half. Pleasanton 12, Loomis 8. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back to high school football here on KKPR-FM. Carney, Loomis, Pleasanton, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit as the kick goes into the wind. And Pulowski, it bounces at the two. He lets it bounce. It's dying on the five, the six. He gets it, and he's run over by Bonjoff. I think Pulowski thought he was standing on the five when he was standing on the ten. And so when the ball went over his head, he thought it was in the end zone. A misplay that time by the Pleasanton Bulldogs. And also, along with that misplay, is the ball didn't bounce anywhere near Pulowski. It took a bounce directly toward the sideline, which was away from him. So in this case, he had nowhere to go but try and get the ball. And by the time he did that, the Loomis Wolves were there. Ball spotted on the five-yard line. Tough field position here for Pleasanton. With the wind howling at their back, leading it 12 to 8, first down and 10 with 10-16 to go here in the first half of play. 
And Pates will hand it off to the second man through. There's room around the right side. Rosiski, 15, 20, 25. That's where he'll be pushed down. A first down, big play, backed up against their own end zone. The freshman is able to gain 19. That was a great little play to the outside there because the blocking was there. And when you saw him turn on the Jets, he actually ran by two Loomis Wolves who thought they had an angle. They just didn't account for his speed. Rodenbach going to come out of the ball game here for Loomis as they get that three down lineman, try to use a couple of defensive ends. little extra time in the huddle here for Pleasanton. They go to that Wildcat. Let's see if maybe Pulaski's actually going to throw out of the Wildcat. Pates is lined up to the right side one-on-one. And Pulaski just going to keep it on the quarterback. Draw speed around the right side, 30-35, and then he's going to be knocked out of bounds short of midfield by Walls at the 37-yard line, a gain of 12. He is so fast, and I have been so impressed with his athleticism, with his speed, but also his willingness to take on men from the Loomis side that are much bigger than him. And in that case, he knew the tackler was going to be about half again his size, but it didn't care. He lowered the shoulder, he delivered the blow, and he fell forward after contact. 138 yards on the ground, 33 through the air in the first quarter for Pleasanton. First and 10 at their own 37-yard line, leading 12-8. to eight. Pates is going to hand it off to Rosiski. The middle is close, so he bounces to the outside. Good pursuit, but he does not get brought down. A little ankle tackle, and Walls couldn't get him. He turns inside the 35, and we pushed out of bounds at the Loomis 31-yard line. Another first down on a gain of 12. This is very reminiscent of Pleasanton's first drive of the game where they took big chunks of yardage each play. We've now seen three consecutive play that have eaten up huge chunks of yardage here, and they're getting into the Loomis defensive secondary. 96 yards now for the freshman and Riley Hrasiski in just six carries. First and 10 at the 31-yard line of Loomis. They'll put Pate to the shotgun here. Polowski out wide to the right. Now they'll send him in motion right to left. High snap. They hand it off inside. Klein's got a hole. Breaks a tackle to 25. Right side 20. 15. It'll be brought out of bounds short of the 10-yard line by Brian Hamilly. And they're starting to find out a little bit in this chess game where the good matchups are. And Klein did a great job. As soon as he got the ball, he took the angle where the hole was. He didn't try and dance. He didn't try and do anything overly sophisticated. He simply had a hole. He took what was available to him, and he was able to make, again, a fourth straight play with Pleasanton using up huge chunks of yardage. Loomis is going to go ahead and take a timeout here. It's our first timeout of the game brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. 9.26 to go in the first half. Pleasanton 12, Loomis 8. I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member. Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. Some other score updates for you here as we are early in the second quarter on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Carney Catholic 6, Cozad nothing in the first quarter. Broken Bow 6, Shadron nothing in the second quarter. Boone Central Newman Grove 6 to nothing over Grand Island Central Catholic in the first quarter. Halftime, Cambridge has bounced back from last week. St. Cecilia 7, Cambridge nothing at the half. St. Pat's 15 to nothing over Ravenna in the second quarter. Here it is first down and 10 of the Platte Valley of Carney Auto Zone. 
at the 12-yard line. Pates back to pass, wants to loft it over the middle of the end zone. This time it is through the hands of Ryan Bush, who the last time he went back to pass had him wide, wide open and elected to go to Pulaski, who had the touchdown. This time he could not locate it. Incomplete pass there to uh, Ryan Bush. And again, in our Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone, when you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street. They're Carney's hometown forward store. Hunter Pates did exactly there what his coaching staff was telling him right before the game. In those last-minute warm-up drills, his his coaching staff was telling him to put more air on it. He put enough air on it. Unfortunately, the receiver just couldn't bring it in. Second and 10 at the 12. Pates on a counter play gets it to Klein. Klein's hitting the backfield and goes nowhere. Good one-on-one tackle that time by the Loomis Wolves. And coming through is going to be A.J. Mateka, a loss of one for Klein. Mateka did a great job of fighting off not just one block, but also a secondary block that was coming over. Unfortunately, that secondary block coming over for the Bulldogs just got there late. He was able to shed his initial block, sidestep the the second block, and get in the backfield to make that tackle for a one-yard loss. So it is third down and 11 now for Pleasanton. They go to the Wildcat. Pulaski is going to keep it, rolls to his right. Rotenbaugh fights off the block and gets him behind the line of scrimmage at the 17-yard line. A loss of four on the play for Tyler Pulaski, who now has 59 yards on eight carries in this contest. And that will bring up fourth down and long, essentially goal. And it looks like Pleasanton is going to go ahead and use their first timeout. Ricky Wesson uh, loves to use his timeouts on fourth down situations. And so it'll be fourth down and 14 at the 16-yard line. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. And what do you dial up here? you you got to throw it. And with the win at your back, you want to be able to take advantage of that because you're only going to have it for another half of a quarter. So take this opportunity while you've got it. You've got the win at your back. We know the coaching staff was telling Hunter to put more air on it. And to be honest with you, the receiver was open. He had a, he had a step on the Loomis defender. So for the Pleasanton Bulldogs, their key here is going to be able to use this opportunity with the wind at their back. They're going to have the full arsenal of their playbook at their disposal. Yes, it's a fourth and 13 on the 15-yard line. So it's a fourth and goal, essentially, as you said. But their playbook is at their disposal. A couple other scores for you early on. Sandy Creek, six. Fillmore Central, nothing in the second quarter. Gibbon, 14. Bridgeport, nothing in the second. West Holt leads Twin River, 14 nothing in the second. Donovan Trumbull, 27 nothing over Centennial. And Sutton over Shelby, 14 nothing in the second quarter. So fourth down and long here for Pates. Hunter under center. Pulaski out to the right side. Klein, the lone man of the backfield. Fake the handoff back to pass all day for Pates. Now he's under some pressure. Rodenbach got him. An ankle tackle back at the 22-yard line. And what a stop that time by Loomis. Great four downs. All four downs they pushed Pleasanton back. And unfortunately, when I talked about earlier, uh, Pleasanton having the entire arsenal and their playbook at their disposal, they got a little too cute there because they went with a hard snap on count two. That got Loomis to flinch, but they didn't get into the neutral zone. So on the fourth count, that's when they snapped the ball. Unfortunately, they only had two receivers in the pattern and not enough blockers, and Rodenball and others blew that play up. Still 8.24 to go here in the second quarter. Pleasanton 12, Loomis 8. 
Loomis will put Hemley in the shotgun with both of his running backs flanking him, and it's just going to be a straight quarterback run around the left side. Gets to the 20, makes a man miss 25, and is close to the first down out at the 29-yard line, and we'll be second and one. Second time that we have seen that tonight, Doug. Colin Rodenbaugh has decleated a defender that he was blocking. He absolutely took the man off his feet, put him on his back, and then Rodenbaugh was able to get up to the next level and then make a second block on that same play. Again, we should be sitting on the other side of the press box. I'm not the one making the travel arrangements here, right? <laughs> Second down and one. Loomis trailing by four, 12 to eight. Heavily with the count. Hands it to the second man through walls and Pleasanton guest right. They come barreling through and drop him behind the line of scrimmage. A loss of a yard on the play. It'll be third down. Pleasanton had a line stunt going on there where they were pushing everyone. And just as you said, they had guessed right. They were pushing everyone through a hole over the right side of the defensive line. And that's exactly where Loomis ran. Good for the Bulldogs, bad for the Wolves. Sets up an interesting chess match here. All of a sudden, we've gone from second and a foot to third and a yard here. Not as makeable going into the win for Loomis. Rodenbaugh now lined up as the eyeback. He'll get it off the left side, makes the first man miss, spins, and gets the first down. Keyshaw exploded off the defensive line and actually hit Rodenbaugh right about the time he got the football. But Colin was able to keep his feet and get two yards, and that's enough to move the chains. Last year, Rodenbaugh was coming in. He was expected to be a lineman. Because of his athleticism, they moved him to the backfield. Most of the time throughout the night, he's been the up-back or the full-back. He's had a He's had an opportunity to carry the ball occasionally. In this case, he was the deep back. Always makes me nervous that anytime someone who's 6'2 and 225 does a spin move when they're the running back in the backfield. Split backs this time. Bonjoff is in the backfield. They'll give it to the second man, Rodenbaugh. He's just trying to get to the line of scrimmage because Pleasanton sniffed that out. How far does he get over there in front of the Pleasanton bench? It all depends where they say he stepped out of bounds at. Looks like he might have got two yards blown up that time by Riley Rosiski. He was in the backfield and made him go wide. Give credit there to the athleticism of Rodenbaugh because at one point in time he was the second man through but there wasn't much of a hole there. He was heading directly toward the sideline. He was heading at a right angle toward the sideline. So he wasn't even trying to go up field at all until he turned and got a two-yard game. Second and eight Loomis at their own 32 and a quarterback well breakdown and it's going to be a Busted play and heavily is going to be drugged down behind the line of scrimmage. Garrett Bryan. They've run a couple of quarterback design runs, but that when Hemley turned around, there was nobody there. He knew that he had to eat it, and he's going to lose the two yards they just made, third and ten. Garrett Bryan did a great job there from his left defensive end spot in getting off of his block coming from the Wolves, diagnosing that play, pushing the play to the outside, and getting the sack in the backfield. Timeout on the field called by Loomis, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 6.20 to go, first half, Pleasanton 12, Loomis 8 on Classic Hits. Anderson Brothers, your neighbor serving your neighborhood since 1947, wants to help a neighbor this winter. Anderson Brothers wants to install a high-efficiency furnace free into the home of someone who's truly deserving and in need. Do you know of someone you'd like to nominate? Do you own your own home and are in need? Just contact Anderson Brothers in Carney or Holdridge before November 14th for your nomination. Give back to the community. It's just Anderson Brothers' way of saying thank you for the honor of serving Central Nebraska for over 65 years. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's back with you here at Loomis. want to thank Drew Billiter, the athletic director, and all the fine folks here, as always, for their hospitality and to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school athletics throughout the season. Right now, a third down and 10 facing the 
Loomis Wolves at their own 32-yard line, trailing 12-8. And they're going to have Walls line up at the quarterback. Direct snap. Right side has hole. 35-40. First down. One man to beat down the right sideline. 25-20. And he'll be yanked down inside the 20-yard line at the 16. Big run by Walls. But there is a penalty flag back here at the 35-yard line. The penalty flag initially came out late, but the back judge had it out of his pocket the entire time. He was just following the play as it was developing downfield. He just didn't have an opportunity to throw it all the way at about the 32-yard line. If it's against Loomis, it'll be their first penalty of the ball game. And it would negate a first down. The chains had already moved. Hope they remember where they were, which they don't. They are not in the right spot. They should be five yards farther back. And the White Hat is talking to all of his officials out here. There's some confusion on exactly what's going on. The ball was at the 33-yard line on third down. They've reset the chains at the 38, and they're getting that taken care of first. And it looks like they'll mark the penalty off from the Pleasanton 35. Now they're standing at midfield. They've moved that flag about four times too, Brandon. (laughs) So we're waiting with you to see exactly what's going to happen. We haven't even seen an indication of what the penalty is. No. I assume a block in the back. 12-8 in favor of Pleasanton. 6-12 to go here in the first half. Don't forget at halftime, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. A first half stat update. We'll look at the scores from around the area. If you've got a score, we'd love to hear from you. 308-646-0506. You can call or text. If you're texting, just give us the score and the time left in the game. And we're still trying to figure out exactly what the penalty was and exactly the spot of the penalty. They've now picked the flag up off the field. A hold. You can't hold 15 yards downfield on a running play. (laughs) So I'm going to say it was a block in the back that they're calling a hold. Nonetheless, now the flag was originally at the 34, but they're walking it off from midfield. So it'll be placed at the 30. It'll actually be a gain of three yards on the play and replay third down. And the head coach for the Wolves, Dennis Reese, is... As animated as he gets, Doug, but he is pointing back upfield where the flag was originally placed. The fourth placement of the flag was the most damaging for the Wolves because it was the most toward the original line of scrimmage, giving them the least amount of game. Yeah, he's saying we should have six more yards than than what you've marked off. That yes. flag was at the 34. You walked it off from midfield, and this is an unnecessarily overly long delay on a penalty. There's confusion out there about what should happen on the play, and I can understand it. You get a big, big run like that. Sometimes you got to go a little deeper into the rule book. But hold will be the call. We'll replay third down at the 30-yard line. It'll be third down and six yards to go here for Loomis. Out of the pistol formation, Walls is ready to take that shotgun snap. Hemley is on the sideline. He'll keep it off the left side, lower his shoulder, not get much. A couple maybe out to the 33-yard line as he falls on a pile of Pleasanton Bulldogs led by Morgan Zimmer. Just a simple lead play there, Doug. The quarterback taking the ball, turned himself into a running back. 
He had split backs on either side of him to his left and his right, and even the running back to his right crossed over in front of his line of sight as soon as the ball was snapped, crossed over in front of him. So he had everyone on the team all blocking toward the same hole. The advantage for Pleasanton is is that they had everybody flowing the same way. They were reading the same play as we were. Fourth and three. Let's see if they snap it. They're lining up to go for it. Well, they're in the shotgun with a big win. I don't know that they'll punt it. Same play. Lead play for Walls around the left side, and he is out of bounds right at the first down marker. And the official, when you're over there, you know as the official where the first down is, and it is good enough to move the chains here for Loomis. Don't know how many times in my football career that the coaches would yell, run to the stick, run to one foot beyond the stick. So if you're ever at a time where you're trying to, all you have to do is just get a first down. If you're trying to get that first down, run to the stick and then dive for it. Get that one extra foot. That's exactly what he did. Ball now spotted on the 36-yard line. Loomis in their own territory trying to get the go-ahead touchdown. 12-8 Pleasanton. In the I formation, Hemley back in there, wants to throw, looking for Beisner again. He's got him deep, but it's off his fingertips at the 25-yard line. This is the exact same play they scored on earlier in this quarter, Doug, and it was an opportunity for Beisner to be running free. He had beaten the two defenders that were covering him. It was just off his fingertips. 5-13 with the clock stopped, and Hemley will come back over and check things out. Drew Billiter calling the plays over here. Hands on his head going, man, we had him again. But it was just a tad bit overthrown. He has to put a little more zip on it, thrown into this wind that's howling at 20 to 25. Back die formation. Beisner trimmed his fingernails tonight. He just shouldn't have. Second down and 10. Pitch play to Walls. Short side of the field. There's nowhere for him to go. And Isaac will be pushed out of bounds just past the original line of scrimmage again a one. Every single one of the Pleasanton Bulldogs except for one. So seven of the eight defenders were within three yards of the ball when he got pushed out of bounds. The entire Pleasanton defense had that play diagnosed from the point of attack. So a slow, grind-it-out type of offense. It seems like the coaches were talking about we want to shorten the game. It seems like it's been a very long first half of play here. With uh, all the running plays that we have, it's just a lot of stoppage and knocked out of bounds from time to time. Third down and eight. Emily got under center, now backs up with the shotgun. It goes through his hands. The snap is loose. The ball is loose. Pleasanton's going to scoop it. Pleasanton's going to score. Klein will take it to the house. A 24-yard fumble recovery. And return for touchdown, and Hemley is still on the ground because as he went to get the football, the man that came through and smashed him as they both went for the sack, he got him, put him down on his shoulder. That was a broken play for Loomis from the very beginning because as Hemley was trying to set his offensive line, he gave a quick cadence, and then he looked up, and he saw the back judge start chopping. So that means you've got five seconds to snap the ball. And in that case, he started to get a little anxious. You could see him start to get nervous. And the process, when the center snapped the ball, he just wasn't quite ready for it yet. Ball went over his head. Touchdown, Pleasanton. Well, and they're already second and third string quarterback here for Loomis. And if Hemley can't go, you'd be talking about uh, maybe just staying in this wildcat formation. And they're actually, they're not looking at his shoulder. He got bent over. And, of course, he got bent over by a much bigger football player. And he is down on the field as they take a look at that ankle or leg. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. 4.20 to go in the first half. The two-point conversion pending for Pleasanton, now leading 18-8. to 
athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. And the freshman, Brian Hemily, being helped off the field. It looks to be a left ankle or possibly knee as he is not putting any pressure on that. And They'll bring him over here to the bench and have a look at it. Right now, Pleasanton will line up to go for the two-point conversion. Pates will be in the shotgun. Pulaski will be in motion from left to right. They'll fake it to him on the jet sweep. He fumbled the ball. Nobody picks it up. It's rolling. It's rolling. It's actually still loose, and the two-point conversion is no good. So Pleasanton has three touchdowns, but no conversions. 4.20 to go first half. Bulldogs 18, Illumis Wolves 8, a five-point bank touchdown, the third of the night for Pleasanton, and we'll be back with more after this timeout. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. 4.20 remaining here in the first half of play. You're listening to high school football on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Taking a look at some more scores. Let's get down here into some eight-man action on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. It is Exeter Milligan 24, Johnson Brock nothing, and Giltner 14 over to nothing. Those games are in the second quarter of play. Now taking a look at what was going on in D1. Hemingford beat South Loop today 36-24. Twin Loop beat North Central 28-20. It is Ansley Litchfield and Axtell tied 8-8 in the second quarter. Pleasanton now ready to kick it away again with the wind at their back. And he might be able to sail this into the end zone. And that's exactly what Ryan Bush will do. So Loomis will take over at their own 15-yard line and have to go to another quarterback with the injury to Hemley on the last offensive play. Doug, it's been very rare that any time at any level of football you've got two freshmen as your kick returner. But that's exactly what Loomis had this last time. Both of your deep men, number seven, Peyton Schultz, number 22, Isaac Walls, those are your deep men. Those are also freshmen seeing some quality varsity time but pressed into service because of all the injuries that have decimated the Wolves. So let's see what Coach Reese and Coach Billiter do, and they will put Isaac Walls in as the quarterback in the I formation. Bonchoff will be the fullback. Rodenbaugh will be the I back. They give it to Colin. He is hit behind the line of scrimmage by Keyshaw. It's going to be a loss of a yard on the play. Really not much there for Rodenbaugh to do because there was so much line stunning going on for the Pleasanton Bulldogs. They had everybody flowing to the left side, which is exactly where Loomis was running the ball. Rodenbaugh, when he does carry it, is doing most of it on his own. There was a couple of times, as you mentioned, the quarterback would get out there and lead, but again, uh, at 135, he's trying to just get in the way and get some technique. So basically everything that Rodenbaugh has been doing is on his own. Beisner is going to be the end of the right side. Carlson to the left side, back out of the I formation, second in 
11th. Pitch play to Rodenbaugh, and again, Pleasanton is all over him, and they'll bring him down after he gets that yard back. It'll be third and 10. Doug, I realize it's because of injuries, and you're doing the best you can with what you have, but in this case, the more and more Rodenbaugh is your deep back, the more of an advantage that Pleasanton has. Rodenbaugh is not necessarily a deep back, running back by nature. He's a lineman. He's got great athleticism. He's got great speed for a lineman, but you don't want him to be your every down back. He's just not built that way. That's not going to be a key for success for Loomis, but if you have to, you have to. Third and 10 now at their own 15-yard line. Walls, the quarterback, going to go back to pass, has a little time, throws it as far as he can, and it's just underneath Carlson at midfield. A.J. started to come back for it, but that's about all Walls could do into that wind. And now fourth and 10, and the game could really turn here, putting into this wind. For the first time, Loomis will have to punt the ball away. A.J. Carlson there deserves a, a special moment of recognition because he saw the ball floating up, the ball started to die as it was floating into the wind. Carlson dove on the ground, putting his right hand on the ground. That's where his broken finger is. So he's got a broken finger in a cast, in a wrap, and he was using that on the ground trying to catch that ball. Roden bought a punt from the 15. Gets it away, gets a great kick into the wind, and it's going to be bouncing at the Pleasanton 30. Pulaski trying to track it down. It's all the way back at the 19-yard line. Now brings it up to the 20, 25, dances to the 30. Good return to the 35-yard line. But what a bomb by Rodenbaugh. He took it all the way back to the 19-yard line. That's a 46-yard punt into this wind. And the wind has varied throughout, but right before he kicked the ball, the wind kicked up a little bit. There was a little bit of a gust. So a 46-yard punt into a wind that is right now 10 miles an hour, gusting to 15 and 20, 25. And it was a nice return, 17 yards, once Pulaski did uh, track it down. So first and 10, Pleasanton at their own 36-yard line. Pates is out of the shotgun. He wants to drop back and pass, trying to set up a screen. It's complete to Rosiski, but Loomis has it smelled out, and he'll be dropped maybe short of the first of the uh, line to gain mark. Seth Beisner was able to upend him, and we're going to say it's no gain. Second and 10 on a completed pass. That's Riley Rosiski there, unfortunately making a freshman mistake for the Bulldogs because as soon as he got that play, he had some running room to the outside, but because of the way the ball was thrown, he turned and ran to the inside where there was help. On a screen play, you want to run to the outside of the field. Unfortunately, he didn't do that. He ran to where the defenders could tackle him. Now Pates will come under center with the lone man of the backfield being Rasiski, and they'll give it to him. Off the left side, breaks a tackle, breaks a second, gets to midfield into the secondary, 35, and he'll be pushed out of bounds. And then a late penalty flag again comes out. The official is seeing the penalty. We haven't had many. He saw the penalty but wanted to track because it was coming his way. And then once it was over, he throws the penalty flag and it looks like we're going to have a hold on the Pleasanton edge out here at midfield. So Rosiski's going to get about five yards on it, but we'll replay the down. It'll be second down and approximately 15 once they mark this off. Well, prior to that penalty, Rosiski there needed a lot of credit for his outstanding play to the outside because what he didn't do the play before, which was go to the outside, he did to this time, and he was able to almost pick up the first down other than the penalty flag, which now has been moved a second time here, Doug. Well, we're just seeing maybe a younger crew or some new guys here, uh, that, and maybe they're not hitting their target with the wind as well. They're seeing it, just putting the flag down. So they put it at the line of scrimmage, so no gain on the play, and it'll be second down and 20. Ball will be marked back at the 26-yard line 
of Pleasanton, leading it 18 to 8 with 1:56 to go here before halftime. The Ravenna Sanitation halftime report coming up. They're still looking at Hemley over here. It looks like it is a left ankle. The shoe's off. They're taping the foot. They're putting ice on that left ankle. Pates out of the shotgun. Pulaski in motion. They fake the jet sweep. It's going to be a quarterback bootleg. Rodenbaugh's all over Pates. He hits him in the backfield. He just tries to throw it away, and he does a good job. Now, it didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. Remember that the rules in high school are different, but Pulaski did a good job of coming back to the football so that there was a receiver in the area, but Rodenbaugh blew that play up. Hunter Pates is 6'3 and 170 pounds, but he played a lot thicker there because even though he's just a little bit taller than Rodenbaugh, he was able to fend the defender off. He was able to fend Rodenbaugh off just enough to be able to turn himself around and throw it to where Pulaski could possibly get to the ball just in time. Third down and 20 for Pleasanton at their own 26-yard line. Loomis needs a big stop here. Pates under center. And we're going to have delay a game. A delay a game penalty here. The fourth penalty of the ball game on Pleasanton. And now it's going to be third and 25. Or did, it, did they get a timeout? Ah, they're going to give them credit for the timeout. So wave off the delay. That'll be the second timeout for the Bulldogs. Each team will have one remaining. The timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC, 149 to go here in the first half. Pleasanton 18 and Loomis 8. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. More score updates for you here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Let's move up to Class A. Carney has taken a 10-7 lead over Papillion La Vista at the half. Grand Island blowing out Columbus 35-0 in the second quarter. At the half, Aurora 36, Hastings 3. Alliance 21, Lexington nothing at the half. Scott Bluff and Adams Central just underway out in the panhandle. Third and 25 coming up here. Pates is trying to set up another screen. They throw it out here into the right flat. And it is incomplete. And so it'll be fourth down and 25 as they couldn't get it to Rosiski. Loomis had an opportunity there to really blow that play up. And they were able to force the incompletion. But number 42, A.J. Carlson, looked like he was going to come on a blitz from his inside linebacker position. And he backed off of it at the last minute. If he would have come on that blitz, there was no one there. They completely left the A-gap wide open. He would have been able to blow that play up early. Keyshaw, a 26-yard punt earlier. Now he's got the wind at his back, takes it. One step, boots it, and it's going to sail over Walls' head. 15, 10, 5. Has he got enough to get to the end zone, or is he going to get? Oh, it hit the pylon. It hit the pylon, or it would have been out at the inch line. Oh, what a break for Pleasanton. What a break for the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Or excuse me, for the Wolves. The Bulldogs got a bad break. What a break for the Wolves. Bulldogs are praying for the wind to die, and the Wolves are playing for the wind to go just to try and get that ball into the end zone. And fans, we're not kidding you here. The ball hit the pylon and bounced just into the end zone. So a 55-yard punt, net 40. You'll take that. But in the back of your mind, you're going, oh, if we could make them snap it from their half-yard line. 
with their third or fourth string quarterback, we'd be in business. First down and 15, 10 at the 15-yard line for Loomis. 134 to go, and they've got one timeout here before halftime. Walls turns and just lowering his head is Rodenbaugh, and they may be satisfied to take the ball to halftime because they will get the ball to start the third quarter. Pleasanton won the toss, took the ball, scored in one minute, and it's been a fight ever since then. No gain on the play for Rodenbaugh. Loomis here hoping to do a little bit better job protecting the ball at the end of the quarter than the Kansas City Chiefs did last night, Doug. Not a Chiefs fan one way or the other, so not a Bronco fan one way or the other. Broke my heart. Second down and 10. Walls will be in the shotgun here with Rodenbaugh lined up at the right end, and he's going to follow his blocker. He's got room around the corner. 20, 25, 30. If he's got the speed, he'll go 35, 40, but he is run down from behind by Ryan Bush with a touchdown-saving tackle at the Pleasanton 36-yard line, a gain of 29. Doug, we heard the head coach for the Pleasanton Bulldogs, Ricky Westland, talk about this in his pregame interview. He talked about how Ryan Bush had really high top-end speed. Bush showed that high top-end speed there. He had the angle. He saved the touchdown for the Bulldogs. 45 seconds now with the ball at the 36 of Pleasanton. Same play. Not going to be the same results as he'll get across the 35 and down to the 33-yard line. And it looks like Loomis is going to call the timeout. That play just took too long to develop, whereas the first time they ran the play, they hit the hole hard, and he accelerated through the hole. In that case, he was tip-tap step, tip-tap step, waiting to read his blockers. It just took too long for that play to develop. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 36 seconds to go here before halftime. It is Pleasanton 18 and Loomis 8. And that is the last time out, so Brandon, I'm a little surprised that they used it there because when you only go four yards, everybody's right there. You can line up and, and run another play. Some of that has to do with the youth of your kids out there, maybe not able to call two or three plays at once. But now, uh, no matter what they do, the clock uh, will be running if they're staying in bounds. And who knows, maybe they're going to go to the air here into the ball game. Andrew Dennis at that left end position. And how costly is it now that Loomis, on their previous possession, had to call a timeout or risk a delay of game? That timeout cost them here late in the game with 36 seconds left in the first half. So a second down and six at the Pleasanton 33-yard line. Out of the shotgun walls. He wants to throw pressure up the middle. Just throws it up for grabs, and it is Dennis knocking it down, or it probably would have been picked off. It was behind him. He stayed with it. On the coverage again was Rasiski. This is a good little freshman for the Bulldogs. And, a, and another good freshman there in the end spot. You called it correctly, Dennis, out on the end. He had an opportunity to make a play, but he just didn't turn his head around quite quick enough, and he kept running and had his arm extended back behind him. He just couldn't turn around quick enough to make the catch. Loomis can't afford to make a mistake. That was a dead quail up there. They don't want to do that again. Third and seven. We've already got a defensive touchdown for Pleasanton, so they'll run that right sweep and get out of bounds but not enough for the first down it'll be inside the 30 at the 27 yard line and it'll be fourth down and about a yard a gain of six that time walls made a good decision there whereas we saw him break off that big chunk of yardage a couple plays ago and then not do so well with all the tippy tap steps in this case on a third down play he made a good sure decision he was going to take the ball get to the sideline. He sacrificed time to get out of bounds for yardage, leaving a fourth down and one. They'll stay out of that wildcat formation. Bonge off to the right of the quarterback walls on fourth and one and movement. Rodenbaugh left before the snap. He leaned forward. They took too long to snap the ball. 
They didn't want to go on the first count. Now Pleasanton come barreling through there, but now it's fourth and six. You're still going to go for it, but now a different play call. And unfortunately for Loomis, they are going into the teeth of this wind, which has actually started to shift a little bit. Originally, it was coming directly into the face of Loomis. Now it's coming from about their 1 o'clock position as they're looking at it. So there's a little bit of a crosswind action here. Throwing it into the wind is going to be tough. Now fourth and six. They're just going to run it right up the right side and take the two yards, and that'll be a nice tackle in there by the big fella Trey Keyshaw and Garrett Bryan. So Wall's got a couple, but he needed six, and Pleasanton will take over on downs. Wind at their back, one timeout, 21 seconds to go. They're at their own 32-yard line. Loomis picked up two yards of field position there on the exchange of the chains. And you've got Pates. He can throw the ball. Wouldn't be surprised to see him take their shot here and maybe put the insurance away here before half. Pulaski in motion. They're just going to hand it to Rosiski right side. Rodenbaugh missed the tackle in the backfield, but he slows him up enough, and then he comes back and makes the tackle. As Rosiski was dancing around, he gets across the 35 to the 36. It's a gain of four, and Pleasanton will call their final timeout. Rodenbaugh did not give up on that play when it would have been so easy to because as he strung that play out and his defense was coming from the inside out, he missed the tackle, as you said, Doug. But then as he got turned around, immediately he went to find the ball carrier, and he was able to attack him from behind. He almost punched the ball out. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We'll be right back. No, Mom, it's Josh's turn. I had to take it out the last time. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you. Up top here at Loomis, 12 seconds to go in the first half. 18-8, Pleasanton leads Loomis. And Pleasanton has its second down at their own 36-yard line out of timeouts. Maybe time to run two plays. High snap. Pates is able to corral it. It's going to be a hook and lateral complete, and the pitch is down the right sideline and out of bounds at the 31-yard line after collecting the lateral will be Klein. The catch was made by Ryan Bush. That is such a hard play to time. You can practice it and practice it and practice it, but even though you practice it so much from Sunday to Thursday, it's always hard to get right on Friday evening. The Bulldogs there in that case had their timing just right. All that practice paid off. That was a well-designed, well-executed hook and lateral. 14 yards, gets it to the 30. Pates should be able to get it to the end zone if that's what they want to do. Last play in the half, five seconds to go. Pates drops back. They're going to bring pressure. Pates launches it towards the middle of the football field, and it is deflected incomplete. Right on the hands of Bush and a great defensive play there by the freshman, Andrew Dennis. That was a well-thrown ball, and Dennis prevents a touchdown on the last play. The ball was in the receiver's hands. If Andrew Dennis doesn't make that play, Pleasanton has six, maybe eight more points on the board. But Dennis, as a freshman, made a very senior play there by knocking the ball out of the receiver's hands after he'd already caught it. Well, we have reached halftime here on a windy Friday night in Loomis. 
where your score is the Pleasanton Bulldogs, 18, and the Loomis Wolves, 8. A lot of young kids playing, but a lot of young kids playing really well in this contest. We'll talk about the first half, look at some other scores from around the area, first half stats, and a whole lot more right after this on Classic Hits. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And welcome back to Loomis, where we are at halftime of our Friday night contest in the Fort County Conference tonight. The Pleasanton Bulldogs, 18, and the Loomis Wolves, 8. This is our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here at the halftime. And Brandon, let's get into some uh, early analysis here of what we saw in the first half. We talked about the youngsters out there. We talked about the tackling out there. And I thought the tackling has been very, very solid for most of this football game. It has, Doug. And throughout the game, what we've seen is a couple of things emerge. And one is the tackling has been sure. Anytime that there's been yards after contact, it's been because you've had a 6'3", 220-pound player make contact with a 5'5", 120-pound freshman and be able to fall forward. That's just laws of physics. He's going to be able to do that. But the freshmen are tackling. And another point of analysis here, Doug, is with 21 men on the roster for Pleasanton and only 19 on the roster for Loomis, we have eight freshmen who have contributed significantly on both sides of the ball for both of these teams. That's a rarity. And anytime that you have that many freshmen making that big of a contribution, you're going to have little mistakes here and there. We've had, what, four penalties in the first half, and those have been costly for both sides. But throughout the ball game, it's been a very well played game. It's very well executed. The hook and lateral that Pleasanton made here at the end of the first half was very well executed. So we've seen the freshmen and the sophomores stepping up big time here in the first half. And they're having a little uh, FFA uh, work auction. They're putting the kids to work here, so that's what you hear in the background uh, here at Loomis. And, And you you talk about some of the things that we saw out there, and I'm still trying to figure out how this first half took as long as it did because we had so many running plays. Both coaches wanted to run the ball. It didn't seem like there was anything out of the ordinary. We had a couple of minutes there for Hemley. We had one penalty that took about a minute, but we didn't have a big delay. And the point there is that the 
coaches are able to talk to their kids on a lot of these plays, and they're going out there and making sure that they know the play call. I only recall one one play here in the entire first half that was a busted play. It really was, and you're exactly right to talk about how long that first half took. The first half took about an hour and 15 minutes, which for a, for a, a team that wants to run the ball, Loomis, and another team that wants to run the ball but, but threw it a little bit more in Pleasanton, it just seemed like the first half just didn't have any tempo. They weren't able to establish a rhythm. And so many times we talk about, especially on the offensive side of the ball, where you want to have some kind of offensive tempo. You want to have a rhythm. You want to be able to go on a count and be able to establish yourself. Neither team was able really to put a drive together because on the first drive of the game, Pleasanton scored in three, maybe four plays. And then they had a scoop and score, and so they had an opportunity to score there. And so every time that each team has gotten the ball, they've had big chunks of yards, but no one has been able to do that three yards, four yards in a cloud of dust, put a sustained drive together, and shorten the game. It looked like uh, nine incomplete passes out here, but normally a game that is played like this, the, the it would take about 45, 50 minutes to play the first half just by comparison. This took another half hour to do that, and I'm not complaining. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out where in the magic world of, uh, of the way this game was played. It's just a little strange about how, uh, how long it took and, and how that maybe allowed them to get a few more plays out there a lot of the plays maybe running out of bounds, getting pushed out of bounds, stopping the clock a lot there. Instead of trying to keep it between the hash marks, they know where the big guys, Pleasanton established that early by crashing through that line, so Loomis knew they had to get it outside. And then uh, the folks from Pleasanton started to do the same. They know, and we talked about that in the pregame, each team has about two um, experienced, big-time all district type of linemen. Yes. So they're not trying to go after them, and to do that, you got to get outside, and a lot of the plays end up on the sideline. And something that um, I just noticed from looking at the scoreboard that you don't see necessarily in every half, especially the first half, both teams used all three of their timeouts. So there's another six minutes, probably another seven minutes in real time in terms of the time that was taken, clock time versus the time that was taken in real time that we're sitting here. So between using all the timeouts, the one penalty where the flag got moved the four different times, the second penalty where the flag got moved twice, it just seems like there's not been a rhythm. It'll be interesting to see whether or not either one of these teams can establish a rhythm because right now Loomis is not out of this game by any stretch of the imagination. They're only two points, or they're only two possessions down. So they've got an opportunity to start establishing what they had hoped to be able to do in the second half. One other thing to look at, 0 of 3 on two-point conversions for Pleasanton. Sometimes, especially in the eight-man game, when you use those two-point conversions, if you don't have success, let's face it, Loomis gets two touchdowns and converts on another touchdown and no conversion for Pleasanton. We get a tie football game with one more touchdown. You don't see that uh, in the 11-man game where you're kicking the extra points all the time. So something to keep in mind, kind of thought that scoop and score might change this uh, football game because then Pleasanton uh, had an opportunity to force a three and out and a punt right after that and a great punt that time from Rodenbaugh into the wind of 55 yards. There was a 17-yard return, but they stepped up, stopped Pleasanton, and and put a big old bandage on what could have been a huge gaping uh, wound after losing their quarterback and giving up the defensive touchdown. And that's one of those things that we really have to credit the coaching staff for Loomis for doing is making their kids prepared 
to come at all costs tonight because they knew that they were going to come into the game having to replace their quarterback, Levi Aspen. So they had to go to a backup quarterback, and now they're at their third-string quarterback. And so, so many times, Loomis has had an opportunity where they could have just laid down and said, you know what, we're just going to take the bye week next week and look forward to two weeks. Loomis has come back every single time. There's been no quit in the Wolves tonight. So can they make those adjustments in the halftime locker room can coach Reese and his staff find a few tweaks to be able to turn some things around and one of the things that Loomis really has in their back pocket tonight is with this auction going on that we're listening to it's their homecoming tonight so is there enough of a home crowd advantage is is there enough of a home team home atmosphere advantage for them to go to the locker room which is another advantage they're in the locker room right now Pleasanton is on the far end zone. They don't get to go to a locker room. So Pleasanton is going to stand or sit or kneel for the entire halftime. Can Loomis leverage that halftime home field advantage just enough to get the points they need to win this ballgame? And one final thought here, and we'll take a look at some of the other scores from around the area. 1-1 one one versus 0-2. They see what's still to come on their schedule. They're not going to be favored in a lot of the football games that they play. And there's something to be said for going into a game in any sport where you know you have a chance to win. And both teams coming into tonight had to feel that they had a chance to win. A chance to win. And I hate to say that in week three that it's too early to talk about a must-win game. But let's talk about reality here. This is a must-win game for both teams. Pleasanton really can't afford to go 0-3. Loomis doesn't want to go 1-2 and and then have to sit on a loss on their homecoming for two weeks with a bye week. Because sometimes a bye week can be a good thing. Opportunity to get healed up, make some adjustments, bring bring some guys back, and maybe even introduce some new plays and expand the playbook. But a bye week can also be a detriment if you coming off a tough loss at home for homecoming. If they don't get a win tonight, it's going to really affect the rest of their season. And Loomis still has to play Kennesaw and Bertrand, who are in the top ten. Let's take a look at some of the scores from around the area on our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. We deliver the scores. They deliver the dream furniture to your door. These will be halftime scores in Class A. Kearney, 10. Papillion La Vista, 7. Grand Island, 35. And Columbus, nothing. In Class B, Aurora, 36. Hastings, 3. Alliance, 21. Lexington, nothing. It is Kearney Catholic, 14. Cozad, nothing. Central City, 32. O'Neill, 21. Shadron, 14. Broken Bow, 13. It is Holdridge and Milford Dorchester tied at seven at the half, and Centura leads St. Paul by a score of 16 to six at the half. In Class C2, Hastings St. Cecilia has opened things up now in the third quarter, 35 to nothing. At the half, St. Pat's leads Ravenna, 29 nothing. Thayer Central leads Superior, 8-7. Sandy Creek over Fillmore Central, 20 to nothing. Bridgeport out in Gibbon, and the Buffaloes lead it late in the second quarter, 28 nothing. Also at the half, West Holt leads Twin River 21-0. Donovan Trumbull over Centennial 27-0. Sutton over Shelby 14-6. And Hershey leading Wood River 28-0. In D1 action at the half, Ansley Litchfield 20. Axtell 16. Fullerton 46. McCool Junction nothing. Elm Creek 35. Sutherland nothing. Blue Hill 23. Heartland 14. And High Plains has the lead over number two, Bruning Davenport Shickley. 18 to 12 High Plains has already played number one Guardian Angels to four points in their first game of the year. Finals, Twin Loop 28, North Central 20, and Hemingford defeated South Loop by a score of 36 to 24. In D2 at the half, Giltner 22, Overton 8, Exeter Milligan 24, and Johnson Brock 
nothing. Moving on down to six-man, Silver Lake beat Santee, and Walt Hill was a winner over Maywood Hayes Center today. We'll take a break. Be back with more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, where it's Pleasanton 18, Loomis 8. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news. Covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska, go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Zimatic Center Pivots provide farmers worldwide with the best quality, highest performance irrigation systems. Year after year, these systems have proven themselves in varying types of terrain, cropping situations, and irrigation requirements. This is because of dedication to service and unique design. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation, your Zimatic dealer. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here in Loomis with the score, Pleasanton 18 and Loomis 8. Halftime with Loomis scheduled to get the ball. It's their choice. Uh, I don't think they would take the wind, although, again, it continues to howl unpredicted. Out of nowhere, the wind has rolled in. We avoided the rain, but the, the wind hasn't seemed to affect the players they've affected what we're doing up here but it really hasn't seemed to affect the players they've each knocked a, a couple of pass plays into that stiff wind and they uh they seem to be able to handle themselves pretty well a couple of good punts and also a couple of good kicks there too so like anyone will tell you that if you're operating on something on the fly improvise adapt overcome and that's what both teams are doing here they're taking the opportunities as they come we've got a scoop and score we've got a punt that just nicks the pile on there to go into the end zone. So you've got opportunities here, and both teams are taking advantage of those opportunities. Well, let's take a look at the unofficial first-half numbers, and we talked about them running a lot of plays. They have run a ton of plays here in the first half. Here's what I've got unofficially for Loomis, and we will start with Isaac Walls. 18 carries, 81 yards. Colin Rodenbaugh has 12 carries for 34 yards. Brian Hemley, 6 carries for 22 yards. That is 36 rushing attempts in the first half, and that will be 137 yards on the ground through the air. Hemley has the only touchdown, a 42-yard touchdown pass. Uh, puts it into the hands of Seth Beisner. The two-point conversion run was good by Walls. And so 42 through the air, 137 on the ground, 179 with nine first downs for Loomis. They punted it once for uh, 46 yards, two penalties for 15 yards for Loomis. For Pleasanton, Brandon Klein, four carries for 20 yards. Riley Rosiski has carried the ball seven times for an even 100 yards here in the football game. Uh, Hunter Pates was sacked once, so that is a negative four. Tyler Pulaski has carried the ball eight times for 59 yards and a touchdown. So uh, running here in the uh, first half of play, that is 11 and 9, make 20 rushing attempts for Pleasanton, and they have been able to put up 175 yards through the air. Pates has completed three of his eight passes 
for 47 yards and one touchdown. So 47 through the air and 175 on the ground. That is 222 yards of offense. Also nine first downs, two punts, one for 26, one for 55, three penalties for 20 yards. There have been no turnovers here in the game. The game started with Pleasanton winning the coin toss, taking the ball, four plays, 65 yards. Tyler Pulaski, a 25-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion, no good. Then with 25 seconds to go in the first quarter, Pates hooked up with Pulaski on a 33-yard touchdown pass, made it 12 to nothing, and then a 42-yard pass from Hemley to Beisner, got Loomis on the board with 10-18 to go in the second. As we said, the run was good to make it 12 to 8. And then with the Scoop and score, a high step on a shotgun to Hemley. He ended up leaving the game because of the injury, but the fumble was returned by Brandon Klein, 24 yards. The conversion was no good, and that brings us to our halftime score of Pleasanton, 18, and Loomis, 8. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. As we get ready to bring you the second half of football action, Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you. What's the keys here? Anything different than what we saw at the beginning of the game, Brandon? One of those things that we wanted to look at early in the game is how well the freshmen and even the sophomores, because in addition to the nine freshmen that we've seen play, we've also had four sophomores from both sides of the ball. So 13 of the players that have made contributions, can these underclassmen still continue to contribute? Loomis's offensive and defensive lines are bigger than Pleasanton offensive and defensive line. Loomis hasn't yet been able to establish the run enough to even try some play action when they have the wind at their back. So Loomis is going to continue to try and establish that, use their offensive and defensive line. And again, the average size is over 6 feet tall, over 200 pounds. Can Loomis start to establish what they'd hoped to establish at the beginning of the game? Well, Lewis will receive the kickoff, and they will be going into the win, so that will give Pleasanton an opportunity to maybe bomb it into the end zone again here with Ryan Bush. But it's a low-line drive kick, and it gets between the two returners and goes right through the goal at the other end. Sometimes the kickers like to try and kick it through the goal post. That would have been a soccer goal as it scooted through there, and it'll be first down and 15, Lewis at their own 15-yard line. And again, Brian Hemley is uh, setting over here now out of action, knocked out of the ball game with an apparent... Uh, left ankle injury that occurred on that uh, fumble return for a touchdown. It was a high snap. He went back to pick it up, got rolled up on by the Pleasanton defender, and that allowed the scoop and score there by Klein. 
So they put Isaac Walls in control. He's also a freshman, and he's actually the leading rusher so far. He wants to throw on first down. Over the middle, he's got a man open, and Carlson, it just died on him. He kept running, and the ball got ate up in the wind at the 35-yard line. One of the important things about any time you have different receivers out in a pattern is you want each receiver to have about a 10-yard distance minimum between him and the other receiver. In this case, as the ball got up in the air, both of the receivers for Loomis started to converge on the ball. That allowed two Loomis receivers and four defensive secondary players for the Bulldogs to converge at the same time, yet six men around the ball, and unfortunately nobody could come up with it. So, second down and 10, lined up to run that power to the right side. There's a little bit of room, but not much as Bush comes in and makes the tackle at the 18-yard line on walls. And now that Loomis has had success three or four times, when Rodenbaugh lines up in that slot right, Pleasanton pretty much knows what's coming. And they're keying off that, just as you said, Doug, because what, Lo- what Loomis is doing is trying to go to that horse one too many times. Pleasanton is banking on that, and they're starting to flow an extra defender from the middle linebacker position, and they're keying on Rodenball. So wherever Rodenball is going, the middle linebacker is shadowing him at all times. They're down in seven for the Wolves. Need to snap the ball, and they do. Walls now wants to roll to his left side. Makes one man miss in the backfield. Steps up, makes another man miss. Has the first down to the 27-yard line before he's brought down by Caleb Eckel. That's a good bit of running there by Walls as they went to the wide side of the field. And one of the things that we've talked about throughout the pregame throughout the first half is the need for both teams to tackle. Eckel did a great job there for the Bulldogs of making the tackle, driving through the ball carrier, making sure that he didn't get any yards after contact. So first down and 10 now for Loomis on the opening possession of the third quarter, trailing 18-8. to Again, staying out of the shotgun. This time they'll fake the handoff and straight up the middle walls, and he has to run over Bush, and he drugged down from behind that time by Keyshaw, and he'll crash forward to about the 29-yard line, a gain of three. This is what we thought Loomis would do, and I've said that before a couple times in the first half. I think maybe one time in the first quarter, one time in the second quarter. Here we are in what many people call the most important drive of the game, the first drive at the beginning of the third quarter. Can Loomis start to get into their playbook and do what they had hoped to have as a strategy throughout the entire game? Also in the backfield is now Alan Schultz, a sophomore. On second down and six, they want to pass. Waiting, waiting, now flying it out here and complete to Pizer. Wide open at the 35-30, breaks a tackle 25 and drug down at the 21-yard line. A big completion into Pleasanton territory. Broken coverage there for the Bulldogs because unfortunately, Wes as the different receivers were going out in the pattern for Loomis, everyone was drifting to the right side of the field following the receiver going that way. As the other receiver for the Wolves broke open, there was no one there within five yards of him. They had just been basically throwing it down the middle of the field, trying to get it to big one of their big ends, and they gave enough time for Walls to allow him to break out there. And a man down for Pleasanton, and I'm hoping it's just a cramp over there on the far side. It would be a Weird night to be cramping up because it is not hot, but they've got that leg in the air like it might be a cramp here for Pleasanton. And so we've got a timeout on the field with 10.03 to go here in the third quarter. It is Pleasanton 18, Loomis 8, but the Wolves with the big first down play there have it at the 21-yard line of the Bulldogs when we come back. See Pleasanton Livestock Service to maintain the health of your animals. Pleasanton Livestock can make certain they get all the vaccinations they need to stay healthy. Pleasanton Livestock also carries Golden Harvest Hybrid and Purina feeds. 
Only the feeds with the best vitamins and nutrients that all your animals need and want. Stop in today and ask the experts what vaccinations and feed is right for your farm. Best of luck, Bulldogs, from Pleasanton Livestock Service. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Scott Phillips, licensed agent for over 30 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion to the private market in 1980. Find out about coverages available for hail, wind, fire, and transportation of grain after harvest. Crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in the crop insurance business. Crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in the central Nebraska area. Well, the player that has helped off the field there is going to be Rosiski. Let's hope that he is just stretched out and ready to go now. So we come back to action, and Loomis will have it first out and 10 at the Pleasanton 21-yard line. Staying out of that shotgun, they'll send either Rodenbaugh to the left slot or right slot, and Walls will follow him over the left side. Good block inside the 20, inside the 15. He's going to squirt forward near the first down and should have it at the 10. So impressed by Isaac Walls throughout the course of this game because he he had to change jerseys right before the game. Originally, he was on our roster as number 9. Now he's wearing number 22. And I think I know why he had to change rosters, why he had to change jerseys. is because he plays with such reckless abandon. He's... If you didn't know on your roster that Isaac Walls was a freshman, you wouldn't know it by his play. He is playing such like a junior or a senior that's run this offense for so many years. First and goal at the 10 in the Platte Valley Auto Zone, and it'll be a quarterback keeper on the right side. Walls there working him, and as he cuts, he slips down at the 10. Pulaski was right there for him. Platte Valley Auto of Kearney. When you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. The outside for the Wolves had been set by number 24, Hunter Bonsoff, and again, Colin Rodenbaugh. They were outside. They had set the edge there. He had some running room. He would have been able to get another three or four yards. But again, throughout the course of the day, they got just a little bit of rain here in Loomis earlier this morning. Not a great deal. But the field is a little bit slick when I was down on the field pregame. And now with all this wind, they just don't have good footing on the field right now. Second and goal at the 10. Ball on the right hash. Walls is going to follow his blockers and get hit hard by Keyshaw at the 7. It'll be third and goal. Third time tonight, Doug, that we've seen Loomis be able to have man on a man, hat on a hat. Unfortunately for the Wolves, they're getting into the second level of blockers. They're getting to the linebacker. They're getting to the free safety before they're sealing off the inside edge and not allowing the defensive lineman to shake off the tackle. It's been all walls on this drive. Six carries for a walls, and he's been able to pick up uh, 28 yards. He also had the 30-yard pass completion, and now he faces third down and goal at the seven-yard line with eight minutes and counting to go here in the third quarter, trailing 18-8. to eight. And now we've got whistles and a timeout. Loomis has to burn early. Didn't like what they saw. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Eight minutes exactly to go in the third quarter. Pleasanton 18, Loomis 8, but the Wolves have a third and goal at the seven. Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work. So trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. 
Don't forget, plenty of football action going on tomorrow. We will have Nebraska at Miami on the breeze, 94.5 FM, pregame, 9.30 a.m., kickoff at 2.30. I always figure those five-hour pregames are not as much fun when you're on the road. (laughs) Nobody driving down to the game for that one, but it'll be all covered for you. And the television coverage on ABC, of course, Hastings Bronco football hosting Doan tomorrow at 1 on 12.30 KHAS. And for the UNK Lopers, they're down in Joplin, Missouri, to play Missouri Southern State tomorrow night. Third and goal, Loomis at the Pleasanton seven-yard line, trailing 18-8. to eight. Walls the quarterback, rolls to his right, wants to throw, has time, lobs it into the end zone, jump ball, Beisner has it, touchdown, his second of the night. What a great move by Beisner there to get himself open because the defender, who was about six inches shorter than he was, never even turned around and he was face guarding him the whole time. Beisner, who is about 6'2", 6'3", saw the ball, made an adjustment, was able to plant his foot. We've talked about the uneven footing and sometimes the slippery footing on the field. He was able to plant his outside, his left leg hard, turn, open his shoulders to the inside, go up with both hands, grab the ball, come down with the ball in traffic, touchdown Loomis Wolves. Five points bank touchdown, the second of the night for Beisner. Now they line up to go for two. It might go straight to Rodenbaugh in the pistol, and it does. It goes through his hands, though. Backs up, grabs it, now runs for all he's worth, and he slips and falls down. They're having some trouble. Now he does slip and fall down all the way back here at the 20. He was just trying to get a little seam so he could throw it, but the conversion is no good. 7.55 to go here in the third quarter. Pleasanton 18, Loomis 14 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Pleasanton Meat Processing is your custom beef and pork processors. They can handle it all. USDA steaks are available. They can smoke your orders, and they have barbecue beef and pork. So next time you're looking for a processor, look no further than Pleasanton Meat. They can get your processing done in great time and all the cuts you want made to order the way you like it. Pleasanton Meat Processing says tear them up, Bulldog. Well, it's a one-possession game now, Brandon. Exactly what Loomis wanted. Uh, They take the opening drive and put it in the end zone. We've said it before, Doug, and I'm sure we'll say it again, that the most important drive of the entire game is the first drive of the third quarter. Loomis did exactly what they wanted to with the football. They took four minutes and five seconds off the clock. They drove the entire length of the field. They got the touchdown. Weren't able to get the two-point conversion, but they did exactly what they wanted to. This is what Loomis had hoped to do from the beginning. Rodenbaugh now to kick it away. Pops it in the air. It's returnable. Pulaski has it at the 10. He'll bring it up the middle of the field. 15, 20. He's got running room. 30, 35. Pulaski's going to take it all the way to the end zone. A defensive touchdown and now a kick return for the Pleasanton Bulldogs. And they're right back up by 10. A 70-yard kickoff return by Tyler Pulaski. A.J. Dennis just didn't quite have the angle on him, but he was fast. Action, reaction, punch, counterpunch. I just got done talking about how the most important drive is the first drive. Loomis did exactly what they wanted to. Pleasanton at the beginning of the game knew they were going to be outsized and had to be quicker than Loomis. That was a response by Pleasanton to show that, hey, you're big, we're fast, and the freshman took it to the house, got Pleasanton on the board here early in the second half. Two-point conversion now. Pates out of the shotgun with Klein to his right. 
Single wideouts right and left. Pulaski will be in motion from left to right. They'll fake the handoff, throw it into the end zone, and wide wow. open. The two-point conversion is good into the hands of Garrett Bryan. The first conversion tonight for Pleasanton. 7.42 to go here in the third quarter. Pleasanton 26 after the 70-yard kickoff return. The five-points bank touchdown gets him a 12-point lead over Loomis. 26-14, and we'll kick it off when we return. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest patch to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here at Loomis. And a couple of times now, Brandon, when it seemed like Loomis was uh, about ready to take some momentum, big play by Pleasanton takes it right back. The scoop and score, and now the kickoff return. And this is where the wind does play an effect in the game because if the wind was at the back of Loomis, that's in the end zone. Just like this is going to be for Pleasanton, Loomis isn't going to have a chance to return this unless uh, Ryan Bush tops the football here because uh, everybody that's had the wind has been able to bomb it into the end zone, and everybody that hasn't hasn't been able to get it there. Loomis is going to have to find a way to be able to dig deep here and start scoring again because now they're down two, now three possessions. No, just two. Just two. Yes, but it's a short kick, and it is returnable at the 5, 10, 15. Walls, 20, look out, 25, 30, sidelines, 40. Does he stay in bounds? He can't quite do it. Ryan Bush, the kicker, made contact with him and got him out of bounds right at midfield. We about had back-to-back fireworks here in Loomis, but good field position. And the Wolves get their offense right back out there. They marched it down the field 65 yards last time. Now they only got to go 40. Just exactly what we were talking about is Loomis needed to respond. Can't do a whole lot better than that than, than to start your drive with the ball, with the nose of the ball just touching the 40-yard the line. Let's see if the Wolves can score, maybe score a little quicker here to help them get back in this ballgame. 26-14, Pleasanton. Isaac Walls has really stepped up, takes the shotgun snap, wants to throw, waits over the middle, and it's in between Carlson and Beisner. I think Carlson... Thought it was for Beisner, and Beisner definitely thought it was for Carlson. It falls incomplete at the 23. As that ball hit the ground, Carlson and Beisner both looked at each other as if to say, wait a minute, you're supposed to take the ball. But in this case, and when you're down 12 at home, at homecoming, somebody's got to make a decision. Go up and grab that ball. And the wind howls again. We're talking 25 easy here at Loomis, and they're going into that wind one thing about uh, the coverage here, good job by the offensive line giving Walls time to throw it. They continue to do that. Those receivers will get open. Second and 10 at midfield. Now Walls will run into the backfield. Bush has him and brings him down for no gain. Limited number of plays that Loomis can call right now, and Pleasanton is starting to figure that out defensively. Bush, from his middle linebacker spot, absolutely diagnosed that play from the snap and the point of attack because he was coming from his middle linebacker spot. He was blitzing in, shot the A-gap, came right between the center and the guard on the right side and chased him down from behind. Mr. Chandler over here about lost his camera for Pleasanton. That's how windy it is behind us right now. Took it out on the field. Third down and 10. 
6.47 and counting to go in the third quarter. Pleasanton by 12. They'll run it to the right side option. They'll pitch it behind Rodenbaugh. He's able to pick it up, but they're going to lose five yards on the play. And it's Pulaski. Excuse me, uh, not Pulaski. Uh-oh, there went some notes. <laughs> they're going to have to blow it dead and go get your notes, buddy. Uh, the, tac- the tackle was made there by Garrett Bryan. And a loss of five and six. It'll bring up fourth down and 16. That was a... That was an exact duplication of the previous play because Ryan Bush shot the gap in that place and on that play and was able to get again between the guard and the center on the right side and was able to blow that play up. So Rodenbaugh to punt it into this strong wind. Does a good job to kick it away from Pulaski, the return man. And let's see where it goes out of bounds at inside the 20, the 15. Still trying to decide. It's going to go out of bounds at the 14-yard line. So it's going to be a punt that time of 32 yards and no return. And again, you got to give uh, Rodenbach credit. He's doing a good job with the two punts that he's had to nail into the win. Mr. Rodenbaugh is going to get an award here tonight for playing the most positions that any person can play. He's done just about everything tonight but cheerleader <laughs> because he has taken a direct snap. He's been the up back. He's been the eye back. He has been at an end position. He's been at a down lineman position on defense. And he's done just about everything you can do tonight but be cheerleader. So first and 10, they'll mark it at their own 14-yard line. Pleasanton sends Pulaski in motion. They'll hand it off to Rosiski, who's back in the ball game after, uh, I believe it was just a cramp because he's back in there already. He's going to be upended by Maskey after a gain of one. He has 101 yards rushing. On the other side, I have walls for 109 right now for Loomis. Great contributions here. And again, Doug, we've talked about it before, and I'm sure we'll say it again before the end of the broadcast. Great contributions here by the freshmen on both sides to try and do what they need to do to help their teams win the ballgame. We'll get back to our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard here in just a moment as most games are ahead of our pace right now as they move into the fourth quarter. Here we've got 520 to go in the third. Pulaski in motion again, left to right. They'll fake it to him. Now Pates wants to throw, wants to go deep, one-on-one down the right side and just over the outstretched fingertips of Garrett Bryan. Again, good coverage down the field there by the Wolves. Everything but stick them which would have brought that one in, Dennis, on the coverage. Garrett Bryan didn't play a full schedule last year uh, because of some injuries and some other issues, but what he did do is he hit the weight room hard, really impressed the coaching staff with his athleticism. And one of the great things about that is the play was there, but the the investment that he made in the offseason showed dividends there. He almost had a touchdown. Carney High trying to hold on, still 10-7 in the fourth against Papillion La Vista. Grand Island, a winner tonight over Columbus, 42 to nothing. Third and nine now for Pleasanton, and the snap goes through Pates' hands. Confusion in the backfield, and Beisner's going to tackle both the quarterback and the running back who was trying to pick up the ball at the same time. What a play by Beisner. Ends up rolling up on Rosiski, who does cover the fumble, but back at the five-yard line. Beisner gets credit for two tackles there at once because he brought both men down at the same time, one in his right arm, one in his left arm. One in his left arm. Could this be the spark that helps the Wolves establish themselves here in the third quarter? Punting out of his own end zone, Keyshaw. They bring pressure. It's partially blocked. It was partially blocked in there, and it will die inside the 20-yard line. And another cramp for one of the Lewis players down there trying to get that worked out. I believe that's Rodenbaugh who's cramped up. He's also the man that went in and blocked the punt. 
trying to help him out there is Hunter Bonjop, but he's down in the end zone working on a cramp. It's great field position here for Loomis, trailing 26-14 with 4.28 to go in the third quarter. The ball will be marked at the 18-yard line. We'll take a timeout and be back with more after this. Lammers Truck Line, the River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. Lammers Truck Line is your number one defense against slow, expensive grain and livestock hauling. And the River Stop is the one stop you need to make before and after the game for pizzas and refreshments and a gas fill-up. Best of luck from the River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. Well, Colin Rodenbaugh, they get that cramp worked out. He gets up and runs back over here to the sideline. He does have to set out a play as they get some water in him. But with the partially blocked punt, they're going to gain about 13 yards is all on that Pleasanton punt. And a chance for Loomis to get right back in the ball game here, trailing by 12. Out of that shotgun is Walls. Then the snap goes through his hands. He's going to try and go back and get it, but can't. Pleasanton covers it. Another big play here by the Bulldogs, covered by Ryan Bush. Nobody blocked the young man, and he jumps on the ball at the Pleasanton 33-yard line. A disastrous play for Loomis. Third time in the last four offensive plays for Loomis that on the defensive side of the ball, Ryan Bush has shot the gap. He is shooting the A-gap between the center and the right guard. Each time has been disastrous results for Loomis, and this time it results in a turnover. First turnover of the ball game. Pates will hand it off to Rizisky. Rizisky around the left side. There's nobody there. Midfield, 30, 20. The freshman outruns them all, and he's into the end zone for what could be the big play of the game. A touchdown run of 47 yards by the freshman. Looking at the body language of the Loomis Wolves, that play just sucked the life out of this entire stadium because as he got to the edge and he started to accelerate, you saw certain players for Loomis really try hard to get to the edge and try and stop him with an angle, and you saw other guys just start to jog. So we're starting to see Loomis look at the scoreboard, look at the clock, and begin to pull back a little bit. So a 47-yard touchdown run by Riley Rosiski. Now the two-point conversion. They'll hand it to Klein. Klein is hit, keeps the legs churning, still churning, still churning. The pile is moving, and he will fall on the goal line. No indication yet, and they say the conversion is no good. So Loomis steps up there when they could have just let him walk in. And the conversion, no good. 4-12 to go in the third quarter. Pleasanton 32. Loomis 14. The five-points bank touchdown takes us to break. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. 
Still 4-12 to go in the third quarter of play here at Loomis. And Pleasanton leads it now 32-14 on back-to-back scores. A 70-yard kickoff return and a 47-yard touchdown run after the first fumble of the ball game by Loomis. And Bush to kick it away. And this one is going to go out of bounds. And so Loomis is going to get the benefactor of the ball going out of bounds and get better field position here. But they're just they're getting more banged up. Uh, and when Roadball had to come out for that play, it may have hurt him. It turned into a fumble. The ball sliding through the hands. We've seen it happen three or four times, but that's the first time that it was actually turned over. And as the game goes on and the ball lays down on the grass more and more and more opportunities for it to get slick, a little wet, it's going to get more humid throughout the night. And with the whim, the ball is going to start to develop a little bit of a dew on it from the grass. And so the ball is going to get harder to handle. And even in an opportunity where you have the center snapping the ball in a shotgun or a quarter in a uh, pistol position, you're going to have more and more opportunities for fumbles there. First down and 10 with 4.12 to go in the third quarter. Walls, they've been riding him the entire second half. This time, Rodenbaugh has it off the right side, lowers his shoulder, comes across the 30-yard line to about the 31. Nice gain on the play of six. And and again, give credit there to number 22, Tyler Pulowski, because he put himself, all 5'5", 120 pounds of him, he put himself in front of somebody who was 6'2", and 225 pounds. So Pulowski was one of three men. It took three Pleasant Bulldogs to bring him down, but the freshman, the 5'5", young man there, was the first one to do it. Can they keep it grinding here now, finding themselves down by 18? Walls with the snap, going to run it himself around the right side. Rodenbach clears out a couple of players, and Bush comes around from the backside to make the tackle. What appears to be just shy of the first down marker. It'll be third down and one. Punch, counterpunch, point, counterpoint here, Doug. We're seeing this again because we had about a three or four play um, series there where every single time that Loomis snapped the ball, Pleasanton was shooting the middle linebacker. Now they're moving all of their plays to the outside, to the perimeter, to get away from that pressure coming up the middle. Third down and one, under center. They'll turn, they'll go Rodenbaugh. He'll come around the right side, lower his shoulder, and get more than enough for the first down, crashing into Pleasanton territory at the 39-yard line, a gain of seven, and taking the brunt of that hit was Garrett Bryant. Also on that play, again, was Tyler Pulowski because at the end of the play, as Garrett Bryant came from the inside out to make the tackle, Pulowski was the second man there to clean it up. Pulowski actually grabbed the ball on the way down so that when the ball came and hit the ground, you had two men. You had both Rodenbaugh and Pulowski grabbing onto the ball. First down and 10 just across midfield for Loomis under center again is Walls. Again, he'll hand it off Rodenbaugh left side. Stiff arms and is brought down after a gain of about three. Pulowski is there. You're getting some pretty good open field tackling and tackling out on the edge because Pleasanton is really trying to clog up the middle. Names that we seem to be calling over and over again are Bush and Pulowski, but also there, give credit to number four, Caleb Eckel. He was coming from his linebacker position there and was able to be in on that tackle just enough to force him down before he got to the 35-yard line. Now they'll go back to that pistol formation with running backs flanking him on the right and left. It'll be a quarterback keeper around the left side for Walls, and they'll shove him out of bounds to stop the clock short of the first down. It'll be third down and about three as he's out at the 33-yard line of Pleasanton. 
Morgan Zimmer there, the backup guard that we talked about in the pregame, came in on the previous series for the Bulldogs and really helped to push that play toward the far left boundary, the far side of the stadium here, Doug, because what happened is is Morgan Zimmer shot the gap there and pushed everything away from him and was able to clean it up for the backside. 32-14, Pleasanton, 154 to go in the third quarter. Loomis, third down and three. It'll be a pitch play, Rodenbaugh, right side, has some room, runs over one man and gets the first down. He's running with authority. Eckel gets the tackle, but not until he's down to the 26-yard line. Rodenbaugh now running like he's a little angry out there. And one of the things that we talked about in the second quarter is whether or not Loomis was going to be able to establish its run game enough to be effective in the fourth quarter. Loomis has established their run game, and it's effective here with 140 remaining a third. 135 and counting and ticking in first and 10 for Loomis at the 26-yard line. The I formation they want to throw. It's going to be underneath this time, but behind Beisner at the 17-yard line. That was an outstanding play fake by the quarterback there, Isaac Walls, because as he came out, he gave a little fake pitch to a jet sweep to the outside turned, rolled to the near side of the field, set himself up when he knew he was going to take a hit, had a receiver open, but the wind pushed it just enough to the left to force the incompletion. Second down and 10 now for the Wolves. Beisner has the only two touchdowns through the air. One from both of the quarterbacks tonight. Naked bootleg right side here for Walls. Gets a good block, gets to the edge, gets to the 15. He tight ropes it, and he'll be pushed out of bounds at about the 11-yard line. And another first down here for Walls. Isaac, a gain of 14 to the 12. That was almost the exact same play that we saw the previous play, but instead of faking the toss sweep to the end, there was a fake inside handoff and then a designed quarterback rollout. Isaac Walls, when he hits his X button, when he hits that speed button on his control pad, he really has speed. He got to the outside, gain of 14. Loomis is moving the ball very effectively here late in the third quarter. It's been long drives for the Wolves. Can they capitalize? They are in the Platte Valley of Kearney Auto Red Zone. It's going to be an inside handoff to Rodenbaugh out of the slot, and he is swallowed up back at the 16-yard line, so they end up Losing four. Morgan Zimmer, again, was the one who made that play, but when I mentioned Morgan Zimmer's name a couple plays ago, he was on the left side of the Pleasanton defensive line. They are moving Morgan Zimmer back and forth from a left side defensive end, defensive tackle spot, to a right side. In that case, he was lined up on the right side. No one blocked him. He came straight through and was able to tackle Rodenball in the backfield. Second down and 14 at the 16, Loomis. Trailing 32-14, to 14. Walls is going to try the right side, trying to get to the edge. He'll lower his shoulder, dive inside the 10, got to the 8. So he got about half of what they need. It'll be third down and 6 at the 8. Walls runs left, Walls runs right. Walls runs left, Walls runs right. The only thing we haven't seen is him run up the middle, but given what the interior of the defensive line looks like for Pleasanton, I wouldn't want to run up in there. That's He's a got a, Sorry. You've got an opportunity here to get to the outside, and he's taking advantage every time. Third down, they could run a play with the wind at their back, but they're going to snap the ball while there's still time on the clock. They'll throw it underneath. It's complete to Rodenbaugh, lowers his shoulder, got into the end zone, and scores on the final play of the third quarter. An eight-yard touchdown pass, and all three touchdowns for Loomis tonight have been through the air. 
wouldn't have expected that with the coaches talking about what their pregame expectations were to be able to shorten the game, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But as you said, Doug, all three touchdowns have been through the air, something we weren't quite expecting out of the Loomis Wolves. So now they'll line up for two, down by 12. Walls out of the shotgun. Bonch off to his right. He'll make the block. Walls will run into the end zone for an uncontested two-point conversion. And the five-points bank touchdown added to the board with two more points on the conversion. We go to the fourth quarter. Pleasanton 32, Loomis 22 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Anderson Brothers, your neighbor serving your neighborhood since 1947, wants to help a neighbor this winter. Anderson Brothers wants to install a high-efficiency furnace free into the home of someone who's truly deserving and in need. Do you know of someone you'd like to nominate? Do you own your own home and are in need? Just contact Anderson Brothers in Carney or Holdridge before November 14th for your nomination. Giving back to the community, it's just Anderson Brothers' way of saying thank you for the honor of serving Central Nebraska for over 65 years. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. A ton of offensive plays running this football game, and it is allowing the teams to get into the end zone now. 18-8 to at the half. It's 32-22 to as we go to quarter number four. Each team able to put two touchdowns on the board, and Loomis will kick it off with the wind at their back, and it bounces at the two and just sneaks in to the end zone. Rosiski thought about picking it up at the one, but Pleasanton really wasn't expecting to have a chance to return it, so they weren't set up for the return and good idea there by the freshman and Riley just says we'll take it at the 15 and I'll be interested to see what coach Ricky Westland does it's two possessions they kept talking about running the clock you got to run between the tackles to run the clock here tonight you got to quit running out of bounds and they haven't passed the ball very much but if they do want to shorten the game He's got to tell his guys, even if we get on the edge, you've got to stay in bounds. So many plays that we've seen both teams run tonight, Doug, have been outside the tackles. Very few times have we seen someone run behind a guard. And Pates is in, just simply handed off in the backfield to Rosiski. He raises his way forward for five. He'll get out to the 20-yard line where the tackle is made. Bonjoff is in there along with Trevor Maskey. Nice little draw play there by the Bulldogs. And, and Riley hobbling a little bit coming out. Coming He's going to come out of the game. A little gimpy there. So that's going to start changing some of the strategy. And the first thing he does when he gets off the field, Doug, is that he goes over into a mountain climber's position. He's trying to stretch his calves out. So my guess is a little bit of a cramp. We'll probably see him again. But again, seeing if Pleasanton can start to slow this game down a little bit. 
Bulldogs come up over the ball. Pulaski split out wide to the right. Pates with the cowl. He's just going to hand it off to Klein. Klein is going to be tackled in the backfield. It's Hunter Bontoff to come through and get him behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of two. It'll be third and eight. One of the things that I mentioned in a previous comment late in the third quarter was to see if whether or not that Loomis was going to start to maybe ease up a little bit because with that long kickoff return and then the long pass play, if they were going to start to ease up a little bit, there's been no quit in the Wolves here in the fourth quarter. They've got an opportunity to get the ball back here. It's third and long for the Bulldogs. If they can get a stop here, Loomis is going to be able to set up shop with the wind at their back and to be able to put real pressure on the Bulldogs here. Third down and eight, ball at the 20-yard line. Take the snap, back to pass Pates. He's looking deep, rolls out, has all day. Going to throw it out here for Bush, but he runs out of real estate, and the ball is incomplete. They sent Pulaski deep in the pattern against Walls, and now punting into the wind will be Keyshaw, fourth down with 10-27. Freshman wearing number 22 for Pleasanton and a freshman wearing number 22 for Loomis. Those are two freshmen that we're going to want to keep our eyes and our ears on. We're going to be seeing a lot of them out of the next three years. So it is Trey Keyshaw, the punter, 26-55, and they blocked the last one. It went 13 yards. They have nobody back. They're bringing the house, and the kick is away, and it is shanked, and it's headed over to the cornfield, unfortunately, for Trey Keyshaw. He saw the pressure coming, and he kicked it right over the Pleasanton bench. I'm not sure that that got back to the line of scrimmage. They are going to say about a seven-yard punt to the 24-yard line. And the wind here, you can hear it gusting more and more. Wind is picking up a regular speed. It's also starting to come across the field, whereas it was blowing west to east. It's now blowing almost out of the north, blowing across the field. Ken Loomis capitalized. Down by 10, 10 and a half to go. Walls with the snap, comes to the left. Great job of making the first man Bush miss, but Ryan stays with the play and ends up making the tackle behind the line of scrimmage. He has found the spot almost every time to come through untouched, and they are not phased by this Loomis running attack now here the last couple of series. It's been pretty good by Loomis, and they've been good through the passing game, but they're Loomis to throw the ball. Bush keeps shooting the A-gap. In this case, he was shooting the gap between the center and the left guard. He keeps coming up and putting pressure up the middle for everything Loomis wants to do. 32-22 Pleasanton. Under center, Walls turns, Rodenbaugh off the right side, runs hard, runs over a man, fumbled the ball, fumbled the football, and Pleasanton's got it. He lowered that shoulder, and the ball popped out, and covering the football for the Bulldogs is going to be Trey Keyshaw breaking turn of events here for Loomis because Rodenbaugh was trying so hard. He was lowering his pads. He was getting low. He was doing everything you want a running back to do. He's not a running back by trade. He's not a running back by training necessarily. So he was trying so hard. He had the ball in his left hand and he was trying to surge forward using his right hand, his right arm as a protector. Unfortunately, the pressure came from behind him, popped the ball loose, bounced off his leg and then onto the ground Pleasanton takes over. Both of the turnovers for Loomis have been inside the 25-yard line of Pleasanton. 9.42 to go in the game. Pleasanton gets a big break, 32-22. They've got the ball back at their own 21. Pates is going to hand it off. He'll get it to Rosiski. Rosiski kind of still running a little gippy out there, is able to get a couple out to the 24. Great example of sportsmanship here, Doug, because as the Loomis players are coming up, 
they're offering a hand down for all of the Pleasanton players. And in this case, Isaac Wall was offering a hand down for Rosinski, but Rosinski is starting to cramp up again, so here comes the training staff. And so he is down on the field. A lot of the things we're seeing here lately have been the cramps. The only injury came to the starting quarterback, freshman Brian Hemley, tonight, and uh, he's starting to walk around a little bit. He's got his shoes back on, but an ankle injury uh, on that scoop and score defensive touchdown on a high snap to him in the first half knocked him out of the game. Here we've got 9.20 remaining in the contest. Pleasanton has the ball. Second down and seven at their own 24 with a 32-22 lead over the Loomis Wolves. We'll be right back. I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member. Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. Let's take a look at some scores on the Ashley Home Store scoreboard. Kearney High still trying to hold on 10-7. They continue to lead Papillion La Vista in the fourth quarter. That's been the score since halftime. Grand Island beat Columbus 42-0 in Class B in the fourth quarter. York leads Pius 22-12. Alliance over Lexington 21-0. Scott's Bluff in the second quarter out in the panhandle 44-7 over Adams Central. Aurora, a final, beats Hastings tonight by a score of 57-9 in C1. These are in the fourth. Ogallala 14, Gothenburg 7, Kearney Catholic 35, Kozad 6. Here's a barn burner. Central City 32, O'Neill 29, Broken Bow 20, Shadron 14. Third quarter, Milford, Dorchester, and Holdridge 7-7, and Centura was leading St. Paul at last check 16-6. In C2 in the fourth quarter, Gibbon 42, Bridgeport 8, Sandy Creek 28, Fillmore Central Nothing. Donovan Trumbull, 33. Centennial, 6. Sutton, 42. Shelby, 9. Arcadia Loop City, 16. Ainsworth, nothing. Those all in the fourth quarter. At halftime, out west, Bayard leading Southern Valley, 14-8. A final. St. Cecilia beats Cambridge, 35-0. St. Pat's over Ravenna, 36-0. Hershey beat Wood River, 42-7. Thayer Central, by the extra point, beats Superior, 8-7. And West hold over Twin River, 47 to nothing. In D1 in the fourth quarter, Ansley Litchfield holding off Axtell, 32 to 26. Brooding Davenport Shickley trailing High Plains, 26 to 20. In the third quarter, Elm Creek leading Sutherland, 35 to nothing. We're ready to get back to action here. Pleasanton leading Loomis 32-22 with 9.20 to go in the game. Second and seven, Bulldogs at their own 24. Pates under center. Hard count, tried to get Loomis to draw. They moved but didn't draw, so he'll hand it off to the second man, and that's Klein, and he's going to be upended inbounds. But a short game that time as Walls makes the tackle, maybe picks up a yard and a half. It'll be third down and six. Isaac Walls is playing in a tremendous game here, not only on the offensive side of the ball coming in as a backup quarterback, but he's also coming in at his left cornerback position and made that tackle there. So third down and long, Loomis's defense, let's face it, has been really pretty good. You had a kickoff return, a defensive touchdown, then after that fumble, they kind of let their guard down, and Rosiski scored on them. 
But for most of this football game, Loomis's defense is probably a little bit better than we expected maybe it would be tonight. They're doing a great job. Can they come up with another third down stop? Pulaski out of the Wildcat. He wants to run. He's got a big hole over the right side, and he's at midfield. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. One man to beat. Walls can't get him. Touchdown, Pulaski. 55 yards. He's got another one. This is going to be something, Doug, that we're going to want to pay attention to for years to come because the freshman, number 22, from Pleasanton, who scored, outran the freshman, number 22, from Loomis. These two young men who are about the same size are tremendously talented. Both are very fast. Both have that X button for that little extra. And you could see as Pulaski accelerated, so did Walls. But unfortunately, Walls was on the other side of the field in that time, trailing the receiver coming across in motion. He just couldn't get there in time. Touchdown, Pleasanton. And the five-point spank touchdown makes it 38-22 as Pleasanton goes for the two-point conversion. They drop the snap, and it is no good. So with 8.28 to go here in the ball game, another big play, the third touchdown for Tyler Pulaski. He's got a 25, a 55, and a 70-yard kickoff return. 38-22, Pleasanton trying to get their first win of the season. They're up 16 when we come back. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, the digital protein design. Just talking with Brandon Bennett's here. The last time uh, we had a game that I remember this windy was Kearney and Omaha North in the Class A playoffs. Of course, Omaha stepping up with horrible facilities. Here we're at 8-Man Loomis where they do a great job of taking care of you. It's just that we're outside right here next to the press box. And it's been a good football game. Great football game. But it's been really windy. And it was a forecasted wind speed of four miles an hour and it was through the first half of the first quarter and all of a sudden it went from four to 24 in the span of a second yeah, we thought it rain would be a problem tonight and that got out of the forecast and the wind has howled ever since and the kickoff here by pleasanton is going to go out of bounds so loomis will take over and they've just been playing behind the eight ball all night long as soon as they do something then something bad happens. A couple of turnovers, a big play by Pleasanton, and it looks like they're going to make him kick it again. Back deep for the first time is Peyton Schultz. And again, just a freshman. So many freshmen and sophomore in this football game. By my count, Doug, I've got nine freshmen that are contributing to some point on both sides of the ball. Most of that are on the Loomis side. But we also have five sophomores that are contributing most of the interior line for both teams. So we've got opportunities here for young men, freshmen, and sophomores to make contributions. Unfortunately for tonight, Loomis keeps being behind the eight ball, as you said. Ryan Bush now ready to kick it off from his own 25-yard line into this wind. 
And a line drive kick that is returnable, but it goes right by Schultz and into the end zone. So Loomis makes a major mistake by not just taking the football, and instead they'll be at the 15 major, I don't know, 5, 10 yards. <laughs> they wanted a chance to return it. Good job of keeping that low for uh, Ryan Bush, and Loomis will take over at the 15-yard line. Don't forget that you can always hear our games online at PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Call to schedule a campus visit, and our podcasts are up shortly after the ball game, whether it's football, volleyball. We also will have photos of tonight's game, which are free to download and use as you want. Some great action shots which will be up later this weekend of tonight's Pleasanton-Loomis game. So Loomis takes over first and 10. It's been the Isaac Walls show. He's been forced into duty here. He'll go back to pass, has time, throws over the middle, but again, in between Carlson and Beisner. And as you would expect, there's not a whole lot of creativity in the passing game when you've got your fourth-string quarterback in there, and it falls incomplete, second down and 10. Basic fly pattern for one and an extended post pattern for the other, and what forced him to throw the ball early was he was was he had pressure up the middle and like you hear any time that you listen to a Kansas City Chiefs broadcast Lynn Dawson is always talking about how pressure up the middle affects a quarterback and in this case that's exactly what happened with Walls so second down now he's got two running backs with him including Rodenbaugh wants to throw has pressure puts it out here Beisner a short completion right down at the 31 versus 21 yard line again at six Great athletic play there by Beisner because he had to go up and get the ball and he had a choice. He could either really extend his arms and have himself off balance or he could jump. He jumped about a foot, foot and a half off the ground, was able to catch it just underneath his shoulder, have both hands on it. Now it's third and manageable for the Wolves. And let's not forget, the Wolves are only down by two scores here. It's not time to panic. They still have time to run their offense. Third down and four. Will they do the same play? Noah's going to be a quarterback keeper, and Walls is going to get to the corner. He's going to lower his shoulder, and he's going to have the first down right at the 25-yard line. Pates makes the touch, uh, makes the uh, tackle. And it should be enough here to move the chains for Loomis. But on that previous play there, I think you have found something for Loomis. And it takes me back to that same game you were talking about last night on the last touchdown offensive scoring drive for Denver. Demarius Thomas, the bigger wide receiver, was running short routes, getting in front of the defensive back. He was bigger. He was basically boxing them out like a basketball mm-hmm. player. Yes. Beisner, at least right now, is bigger than the defensive back. They could throw that little six- to eight-yard pass all night until Pleasanton decides to change their defense. 38-22, Rodenbaugh to the right, bounce off to the left. The snap will go to Walls. Walls has time, going to throw it deep, looking for Beisner, and he dropped it at midfield. He was looking up the field because he thought he already had it in his hands, second and ten. The last four or five pass plays here, Doug, Loomis has only sent two receivers out into the pattern, Seth Beisner and A.J. Carlson. They haven't sent anybody else out in the pattern because everybody else has been max protect. On the other side, Pleasanton has stopped shooting the middle linebacker up the A-gap, so now... Walls has more time to throw the ball than he's had. Don't forget, after our broadcast tonight, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show with all the scores from across the state and around the region. And it'll be a quarterback draw for Walls. He'll come across the 25 and stretch it out to the 29-yard line and get about five yards. They'll mark him on the 30, third down and five. I've got Walls for 152 yards and over 30 carries in this football game. And remember, Rodenbaugh, he's got about 18 carries in the contest. So, again, we've had a ton of plays tonight. 
because, as we were talking at halftime, a lot of the running plays go to the outside and they're being tackled out of bounds. And that is allowed for way more than the average number of plays these teams will see most of the year. Third and five, though, need to convert. And a quarterback run right up the middle, just seeing what they can get. And not much there for Walls. He stood up and Keyshaw, who's much bigger than Walls, got about 150 pounds on him, rolls him back. Again, at two, it's fourth and three. And Walls comes up from that just a little gimpy because as he surged forward, he got bent back over in that tackle process. So he comes off holding his midsection, holding about the middle part of his ribs here. So let's see if that little bit of a ding, it wasn't really an injury. He's more hurt than he is injured. Let's see if that hurt can prevent him from getting this fourth down. But another fourth down that needs to be converted here. Rodenbaugh's in the slot to the right. That usually means they'll run heavy that way. That's the case. Walls tackled from behind but that ball looks like it got to the marker it's all about the knee or the ball and again once again the referee knows that if it's touching the line marker it's a first down and they're not going to spot it there it's going to be short two and a half yard gain needed three and now if Pleasanton to take care of the ball they may have this one in their back pocket Loomis has two timeouts but it's 38-22 Pleasanton 551 to go and again Pleasanton needs to be smart here about what they do with the football to get their first win of the season. All Pleasanton needs right now is three first downs. And, of course, that's a simple thing to say. But with two timeouts, Loomis is going to be able to stop the clock for the better part of one series of downs. So if Pleasanton can get three first downs here, they can win the football game. Pates under center. Klein the lone setback. They give it to him. He runs up the middle, and he's upended at the line of scrimmage by Hunter Bonzoff, who's played really good defense here in the second half, and the clock will continue to run, and that is the key right now for Pleasanton. They really don't even need to score up 16. They just need to make sure that there's not time for Loomis whenever they get the ball back. The nine freshmen that we've talked about, Doug, and Hunter Bonsoff is one of those five sophomores that is playing significant minutes for both sides of the ball here for Loomis, and in this case, Bonsoff shot the gap. He was able to tackle him with about a one-yard, maybe a half-yard gain here. Now Pulaski back in that wildcat. They snap it over his head, trying to go back and get it. It's loose, and Loomis wins the battle for it. Loomis and Beisner with a fumble recovery. So again, just needing to run the ball. They're trying for more. They haven't been getting first downs uh, except, Brandon, for those touchdowns and big plays. And so we've seen one go over the head of Loomis. Now one goes over the head of Pleasanton, and the Wolves still have life. The first turnover for the Bulldogs. And in a situation where all you have to do is get three first downs, the quarterback was not under center. He was in a pistol, almost a shotgun formation. With the wind now howling out of the north, which is across the field here, the wind blew the football off trajectory. And they want to throw on a first down, and Walls is in trouble, and he's going to be slammed to the ground, and the ball pops loose. It's 20 yards back there. It's going to be scooped up and brought down to the 15-yard line. Keyshaw planted the freshman Walls, who's slow to get up, and the ball shot 15 yards into the backfield, and it is returned inside the 15. Garrett Bryant hopped on the ball, and... Doug, you're absolutely right. As soon as that ball was ejected, which is the best description I can give you, as the ball was ejected backwards 15 yards, Garrett Bryan is the first one to pounce on the ball. He made a good decision there in just falling on the ball, letting the referee blow the play dead, and Pleasanton is going to going to have gained about 30 yards here in the last three plays on two turnovers. Now let's see if Pleasanton 
plays it a little smarter. They will put Pates under center, which allows Klein the lone back. Rosicki's been out here with those cramps. They'll go on a counter to Klein. He breaks a tackle inside the 10, inside the 5, and he'll be short of the end zone, but he will be out of bounds, stopping the clock at the 2, and that's going to be good enough for first and goal in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. When you are in the red zone to find when you are in the zone to find a new or used vehicle head to the top of the hill second avenue and 42nd carney's hometown ford store and we've got another injured player on the field and i'm not sure that that's a cramp this time for the bulldogs it might be though it looks like they're just working on that right leg so Man, you don't, with these weather conditions, you don't see cramping like this. It's usually got to be hot, and uh, that's not the case. We've had a ton of cramps, and usually you don't see them much after the first couple of weeks, but we're seeing it here tonight. 4.47 to go in the football game, but it's not over. It should be in about one or two plays because one more score for Pleasanton would officially end this. 38-22, 4.47 to go. We'll be right back. Selling cars and making friends. This is Doug Ferguson. I've been here at the top of the hill for a lot of years, selling cars and trucks, making friends, and now we're Platte Valley Auto Kearney, and that's what we do. Hey, this is Irish Brain of Platte Valley Auto here in Kearney. I came all the way from Ireland to sell cars, make friends, and say, top of the hill, Kearney. Selling cars and making friends, Platte Valley Auto. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com with 4.47 to go in the game. We've got a first and goal coming up here for Pleasanton, leading 38-22. to Ball spotted, looks like Doug, just inside the one-yard line. So they'll put quarterback Pates under center. He'll take it, quarterback sneak, follow his big center into the end zone for the touchdown. Just got behind Caleb Eckel and gets in there to put the game-clinching, what should be the game-clinching score on the board. The five points bank touchdown makes it 44-22. So much more scoring here in the second half than we saw in the first half, which is kind of hard to believe. Because <laughs> I had 18-8 at halftime, is that right? Yep. And then 22-32 at the end of three. And Pleasanton's offense really hasn't been much. Just a couple of big plays here in the second half. They took advantage of a couple turnovers. Absolutely. Two-point conversion. Pates hands it off. Two-point conversion no good. 4.42 to go in the game. 44-22. Pleasanton leading Loomis. We'll be right back. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. 
Loomis has had opportunities, but Pleasanton has forced a couple turnovers. They've hit a couple of big plays, and they've done what they've needed to do to all but finally secure it here. Still 4.42 to go on KKPR-FM, Carney Loomis, Pleasanton, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. When we're done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. And the kick is away. And it'll be taken at the five-yard line, up the right side to the 10, the 15. Bonjoff, 20, 25, 30, and he'll be brought down at the 34-yard line. And I guess, Brandon, one thing that would have kept Loomis in it was a kick return. Pleasanton has one. Loomis could have been right there. Pleasanton had their kick return just when they needed to respond most because Loomis had taken the opening kick of the third quarter, gone all the way down the field, took them four minutes and five seconds to score. Pleasanton responded with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Loomis almost responded here with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Bonsoff had one man to beat the kicker. Couldn't quite do it. Sets up shop here at the 34-yard line. Well, you know Loomis isn't going to quit here, so let's see what they decide to do. They're actually going to put Beisner in at quarterback now. And they will go straight up the middle and not much there. Not to the... 437-yard line will be bonds off, and I I know that on that last series, quarterback Isaac Walls got banged up a little bit, and I don't see him. Oh, he might be down here on the sidelines, yeah. They're looking at him on the sidelines, so he's out. That's how far down they are in depth, is to go to Beisner as the quarterback. Bonds off is going to pick up four on the play. On second down, Beisner back to pass. Nobody blocking. He's hit. He's trying to get away, and he'll at least fight forward, but hanging on there to bring him down for the sack is Morgan Zimmer. Morgan Zimmer did a great job of coming from his inside defensive line spot, and we've called his name several times because he hustles every play. Morgan Zimmer held on for dear life. Unfortunately for him, Beisner is about four inches taller at about 20 pounds heavier. So Beisner had the leverage to, as he dropped back to pass, he wasn't going to be able to find a man because Zimmer was there. Beisner turned and chugged upfield, turned a four-yard loss into about a two-yard game. Third down, call it eight at their own 36-yard line as we approach three minutes remaining in this football game. Beisner will hustle him up there, take the snap, back to pass, wants to throw, over the middle, it's complete Rodenbaugh into Pleasanton territory at the 35 to the 33-yard line. That'll be a gain of 11 yards and enough for a first down. That is the best fourth-string quarterback <laughs> throw I have ever seen outside of uh, the last two years, the last three years. UNK football had to do it a couple of years ago when they had to go six deep on their quarterback chart. Loomis at eight-man football just completed a pass for about a 12-yard gain with their fourth-string quarterback. 2.40 to go. Not a lot of urgency. As banged up as they are, they just want to keep moving the football. Bonsoff and Rodenbaugh in the backfield. And now Beisner will take his first shotgun snap of the ball game. Right to him. Wants to throw. Out here in the flat, Rodenbaugh uncovered. Completed at the 30. 25. Has another first down to the 20-yard line. A gain of 14. That was almost the exact same play we saw on the previous play where you had three guys out of the line of scrimmage or out in the pattern there. And in this case, Rodenball was the one who got the reception and was able to make a first down and then some ball spotted on the 20-yard line. 2.20 to go, and 
another cramp issue over here for Loomis. My, oh my. Again, it's been a long game as Beisner will take the snap on first down. Back to pass, has time, throws over the middle, kind of a knuckleball. It's juggled, it's knocked around, it's incomplete. Trying to get it out to Carlson. Pates had the initial deflection on that football. Also, there was number nine, Ryan Bush, because Bush tipped it first and then Pates tipped it, and then it actually went into the hands of Carlson, and then Pates had to knock it away. So it dinged around a little bit. You had three men with an opportunity to catch the ball, and unfortunately for the Wolves, it fell incomplete second down. Coming up, the New West postgame show, followed by the CPI, Mr. Tire scoreboard show with Merritt Lawson. So stay with us. Beisner on second down and 10. All by himself, wants to throw out here in the flat to Roan Bombix. A nice catch inside the 15, gets out of bounds at the 14-yard line. A gain of six, 155 remaining. And Loomis wants to get closer, 44-22 Pleasanton. Doug, that was an incredible throw by Beisner because he threw it off his right foot. He threw it off his back foot, and he threw an absolute dart that only one man could catch, and that was his receiver. That was the best thrown ball we've seen all night by any quarterback from either side. A.J. Mateka, they just finished working on his calf. Maybe he'll get back in there with the cramp. Third down and four at the 14. In the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone, they'll fly it out here over the head of Carlson at the five-yard line, and that'll bring up a fourth down now for Loomis, which they'll need to convert to stay alive in this football game with 135 remaining. And that was the matchup that they wanted because each of the last four or five pass plays, they've been picking on Tyler Pulowski from Pleasanton. He's 5'5", and each of the receivers are sitting out in the pattern have been 6'2", six 6'3". Six six so Loomis is finding something there. The problem is, is they can't always get the ball there, and with the wind, it's throwing off the pass, and they're running out of time. How long has the game been? The cameraman from Pleasanton's battery ran out. He's finishing on his iPhone. Beisner to throw on fourth and four. Rolls to the right, has time. Into the end zone, it's intercepted. Under through his man, Dennis. And it's going to be picked off out to the 10-yard line. The fourth turnover here for the Loomis Wolves. Just a little underthrown ball. And right there is your man, Bush, to come away with the pick. Bush has played an outstanding game for Pleasanton has, from his middle linebacker spot, gone straight forward and shot the A-gap a number of times. He's also, from his middle linebacker spot, gone straight back and played center field. And in this case, it was more important to play center field. He planted himself on the goal line and from there drifted to his left and made the interception for the Bulldogs. Well, let's see if Coach Westland's putting in his second team. All they need to do is kneel on it or just hand it off, and this game will be over. 123 remains in the contest, 44-22 Pleasanton, and they are bringing in a bunch of the backups for Pleasanton. It looks like Terry Stevens will take over as the quarterback. Now you just need to be able to hang on to the ball, hand it off on an inside trap, breaking a tackle, getting back to the line of scrimmage, and brought down after a gain of about four. Way over on the far line. Let's see if we can pick up who the new running back is. And Reese is in to carry it. Yeah, it was Keaton Reese. He was injured. Patrick Bulkowski is the man who carried the football for three yards. I believe the PA guy, I thought maybe he had it first, but that's not the case. We knew Reese was injured coming in. I always Second down, spotter. they'll hand it off to him again, and he is going to be brought down for no gain. 
And most importantly, Doug, on the last two plays, Pleasanton has stayed in bounds. Clock continues to roll. Clock is now at 25 seconds and counting. We'll have one more play for the end of the game. Immediately into the New West Post game show and stay with us for scores from around the area and state recaps of all our radio games as well. Should be the final play of the game here for Pleasanton on third down. Ten seconds to go. The ball is dropped in the backfield. They'll cover it, and time will run out. Competitive, but Pleasanton always had the lead tonight. They scored on the opening drive and never failed. Pleasanton 44 and Loomis 22. Back with the New West Post Game Show after this. Students are back to school, and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FTAC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Zimatic Center Pivots provide farmers worldwide with the best quality, highest performance irrigation systems. Year after year, these systems have proven themselves in varying types of terrain, cropping situations, and irrigation requirements. This is because of dedication to service and unique design. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation, your Zimatic dealer. You know, they didn't have to bring the chains out tonight. I don't know if they'd have been able to do that into this win tonight. Chain Gang is covered here on Classic Hits by Carney Towing and Repair. They'll take care of you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home at Carney Towing and Repair. Final score here on Homecoming. Loomis will come up short. Both teams are now 1-2. and two. Pleasanton 44, Loomis 22. And this is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule an appointment today. A massive amount of plays, but in the second half, Brandon, Loomis definitely had the time of possession in their favor. Loomis had the time of possession, but they also just couldn't quite put a rhythm together. The halftime score was 18-8 to in favor of Pleasanton. At the end of the third quarter, it was 32-22. to In the fourth quarter, Pleasanton a combination of a couple of things. They had some backups. They had some reserves. They had some fresh legs they could put out there. But also Pleasanton looked to be a little bit better conditioned because they were able to score that touchdown midway through the fourth quarter. Loomis just wasn't able to. So even though they were able to get 14 points in the third quarter, no points in the fourth quarter for Loomis. They just weren't able to continue moving the ball up and down the field. They had a great opening drive in the third quarter, but they weren't able to do everything after that. And one of the really heartbreaking and, and even psychologically backbreaking things for Loomis is they came out in the early third quarter, had a great drive to start the second half, but then Pleasanton kickoff return for a touchdown, and that really deflated Loomis. Over the course of the game, some things we were keeping uh, keeping an eye on is how many players that Loomis was losing. They lost a number of players. Obviously, Levi Asp didn't even suit up tonight. He had a jersey on, but he didn't have his pads on or anything. He didn't really come to play. And then you had a second quarterback go down. You had a third string quarterback go down. 
And at the end, you were left with Seth Beisner as a as an end as an interior lineman. He was your quarterback taking snaps. So, at at an eight man level, you don't often see a fourth string quarterback. But for Loomis, with their injuries, we saw that tonight. Well, let's take a look at the final stats real quick uh, for Braden. Uh Pine tonight. We'll start with Pleasanton. Eight carries, 32 yards. Riley Rusitsky, 11 carries, 153. Hunter Pates, two carries, negative three. Uh, Tyler Pulaski, nine carries, 114 yards in the contest tonight. So that is uh, 19, 20, 21, 22, 31 carries for 288 yards for Pleasanton. They had 51 yards through the air. One of those was a passing touchdown. Pulaski I better add one more on there. That's what happens sometimes when they... No, I had that on there. That's a touchdown. Pulaski had two touchdowns rushing. Uh, Pates had a quarterback sneak for a touchdown tonight. They also had a defensive touchdown on a scoop and score there from Brandon Klein and a 70-yard kickoff return from Pulaski. So 339 yards, 14 first downs, one turnover, four punts, three penalties. For Loomis, I had him for 20 first downs. Isaac Walls, 34 carries, 156 yards. Colin Rodenbaugh, 18 carries, 49 yards. Brian Hemley, who was knocked out with an ankle injury in the first half, six carries, 22 yards. Hunter Bonsoff, one carry for four yards. 60 rushing attempts for Loomis, 231 yards. I had him for 75 yards through the air, 306 yards of total offense. They had two touchdown passes uh, tonight, both of those into the hands of uh, what ended up being their four-string quarterback. I know it's not funny, but uh, they all played their hearts out tonight. Beisner, uh, not only did he have two touchdown receptions, he had uh, three completed passes tonight and uh, also tonight uh, for uh, the uh, Loomis Wolves. Their third touchdown uh, came on the... Where do we have it here? The Walls to Rodenbaugh, eight-yard uh, completion tonight as well. Ends up being the final score, 44-22. to 22. Our final bit of business is to give you the wrap-up of our game coverage by Buffalo County Farm Insurance. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. It started on the first drive of the ball game, a four-play, 65-yard drive. Tyler Pulaski took it in from 25 yards out. The two-point conversion, no good. Six-nothing Pleasanton. Then Pates. Hit Pulaski on a 33-yard touchdown pass, the first completed ball of the game with 25 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Conversion no good, 12-0. Then Loomis got on the board when Hemley hicked up with Beisner on a 42-yard touchdown pass. Walls took it in for two, 10-18 to go in the first half, 12-8. And then with 4-20 to go, the game kind of changed, and uh, Pleasanton really never looked back. They had a double-digit lead the rest of the way when uh, Brandon Klein had a 24-yard fumble return. Again, the conversion no good, 18-8 with 4-20 to go. That was the score at the half. Then Loomis got the ball to start in the third quarter, marched it down the field on third and goal. Walls hit Beisner. The two-point conversion made it 18-14, but the next kickoff was returned by Pulaski 70 yards. Pates hit Bryan on the two-point conversion, made it 26-14. Rasiski, after the fumble recovery, took it in on one play to make it 32-14. Loomis answered on the final play of the third quarter quarter with a touchdown pass to Rodenbaugh. The two-point conversion run made it 32-22. to Then Pulaski a 55-yard touchdown run and Pates a one-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. The final score, Pleasanton 44 and Loomis 22. That is your scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. 
Next week, it's afternoon football. The Kearney Bearcats will be on the road to Lincoln Southeast. Pre-game at 4, kickoff at 4.30. Brandon, ready to get out of here? Yeah. You've been listening to the U.S. Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Our next varsity sports action is Tuesday. Aurora at Grand Island Northwest Volleyball at 7.30. Coming up next, Merritt Lawson and Caleb Henry with the CPI. Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show. Good night, everyone. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.